Met a girl, thought she was grand. Fell in love, found out firsthand. Went well for a week or two. Then it all came unclued. What's up? New studio, new digs, we Gucci. Yeah, we got the man cave. In a trap, trip I can't grip. Never thought I'd be the one who'd sleep. <laughs> then I started to realize I was living one big lie. What up, my glip glops? What's Good. up? What's up, homie? <laughs> Caught a lot of avalanche. What up, you dog-faced bitches? And welcome back to the Small Market Insecurities Podcast. It's your boy, Phil Razor. Episode 26. Let's get it going, boys. I'm sitting across from the co-host of Chaos, Skyball. Sky, how we doing? What's up, Hollows? Mm, and I'm also sitting next to the guy you love to hate, Sack Guy Nate. Nate, how we doing? Alright, we doing just fine. We got a lot to go over today, guys, so let's hop into it. Um, real quick on this date in history. Um, kind of a unique one. We don't really cover this sport, but it was kind of the most iconic thing to happen on December 14th. In 1947, the National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, also known as NASCAR. NASCAR! Fucking rednecks. Turn is founded in Daytona Beach, Florida. So her name is Chastity. She is white trash. There you Tabulin, go. Lynn, Mary Lynn, Jefferson. Fuck. Fuck. Any of those with the name Lynn afterwards? Oh, I got you now, fucker. I got you now, motherfucker. <laughs> so let's hop into the NFL talk, guys. We got a lot to go over. Um, some blowouts today, but a lot of great games as well. So let's start off with Thursday night football. We had the Vikings Can and the Steelers. Can we also point out too that there were also quite a few games that started out as blowouts. But then ended up, but then ended up just being actually good games. Like yeah, you know, starting off with this very first one here. I know where we're going with this. Well, the thing is, we always start with the Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday Thursday night football was terrible until it wasn't. Until it wasn't. Until I mean, it wasn't. It was, the, I mean, it was twenty nine nothing until very late in the third quarter. Dalvin Cook had the game, like honestly, one of his best games as a pro. Twenty seven rushes for two hundred five yards. Um, Kirk Cousins had the Steelers dead to rights, but Big Ben, he's looked like a different guy since he, you know, kind of I- internally announced his, his, uh, no, he's playing with a little more gusto than he had before. He definitely is playing, he's definitely yes. playing with a little more yeah, gusto. Yes. Like Big Ben with a little gusto is like, it's still a lot shittier than most quarterbacks in the fucking league. That's no, true. Well, no, I didn't say he was good. I'm just saying yeah. he's, he's, he's playing like a different guy since that internal leak. Of his slightly different I'll give of his retirement, yeah, it, slightly different. He has a little more pep in his step, is what I'm saying. He looks more lively out there. A little bit, yeah. For for as much as a guy that looks like two raccoons wrestling in a bag of feed can look when he runs around. Yeah, but like two rats fucking in a wool sock. I mean, I mean, twenty eight for twenty eight for forty for three oh eight, three touchdowns and a pick. And That's that, fine. The pick, I was waiting on that last. Time. The pick, the pick was bad, and I mean, it was it was a bad was interception, but it was in the first half, and but he. It was that second half, because, I mean, the Steelers scored 21 points in the fourth quarter to the, make that a game. I, I watched the game with you. I know. Truthfully, yeah. the most, uh, the biggest take from this game. Chase Clay, Chase Claypool awareness level, zero. I, the, the, thi- the thing is, the thing yeah. is, it couldn't happen to a fan base that would hate it more yeah. than fucking <laughs> Yinzers. <laughs> Well, your fan base would also re- ream him the same way if he did it for yeah, the Browns. Yeah, would also be like, yeah, well, it's part Your of fan course. bases are very similar, and you guys don't want to admit it, but it's true. Just one of the fan bases. Well, they win, we don't. That, that, I, mean, yeah. I was going to say, that's the biggest difference. Is 
You're both the insane. Your your fan bases are both insane. Rust Belt, you know. Yeah. Salt of, salt of the earth, blue collar people. But the difference is, yeah, the Steelers do win, and neither the Browns historically we don't. Neither one of our franchises, neither, baby, we're seven and six now. No, neither one of our franchises are about that showboating, though. You get you. No, it's salt of the earth people. Yeah, it's, they it's, don't want no that nonsense. Ram it down your fucking throat, football. Yeah, like, exactly. And, and like, that's what I think. That's why Tomlin gets so fucking mad at his team because it's like, dude. Get a bunch of fucking like kids out there trying to show off and ask for music during practice. It's like, well, what so, fucking games? So you get silence now, motherfucker. Yeah, no. My thing is like, 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 uh, what is it? Ryan Clark was talking about. It. He's like, yeah. He's like, I was on that Super Bowl team. He's like, and Tomlin. He's like, I played for Tomlin. Yeah. These kids don't fucking understand how Steeler football works. No, they I don't. don't. It is hard nosed. Put your head down. Do your fucking job. Football. Okay? I will. I will say, one of the biggest juxtapositions we have in sports right now. And it's prevalent in all levels. We have, you know, a new, there's a very big difference between boomers and Gen X and then Gen Z. Oh, yeah. There's a, you know, Gen Z now, these athletes, they don't drink. They're very concerned about their diet. You know, back in the day, guys would be ripping darts at halftime. That's, now, the, that's the era I wanted to play in. Well, yeah. Now, you know, these, the, the money. Speaking of ripping darts. The money is so, is you know, it's, it's such a lucrative industry that they take it extremely seriously they want to maximize every dollar they can to set up generational wealth for their families yeah, it's much different than making sixty thousand dollars a year playing major league baseball in the 1980s where it's like you can live on that but you're gonna get a job afterwards well, yeah. these guys never have to work again and their kids don't have to work in and their kids don't have to work again yeah. if they take it as seriously as you know they do now the other thing is gen z in my experience you know no you know obviously knowing plenty of people that age given that they're the generation below us is they're not the kids that you, you don't scream at them and get the best performance out of them. No. You have to get the you have to get to know them individually and find what motivates them. No, you have to mm-hmm. fucking coddle them and wipe well, their fucking asses. Not not I don't necessarily I mean some some yes, but there's people like that in all generations. I think the big thing with them is it's all very individual. We live in a, in an individual based world. Everybody has social media. Everybody has access to their own brand that they never had before. And I think that's is what is what's making it so difficult is yeah the Steelers organization they've had three head coaches in the past like sixty years you know literally it's been Chuck Noll Bill Cowher and Mike Tomlin that's it so they're an organization that is based on tradition they've won based on tradition and they've won over the course of their history with elite defense and good offense yeah but these kids don't understand that shit that's no be, no because they were born in 2000 or 99 or 98 or whatever it blows my mind i'm rooting for fucking motherfuckers in the league that are younger than me oh i mean it, it, we're at that point in our lives yeah, now we're no, now any anybody that that we're rooting for is probably younger than us or the sucks. same or the same age as us yeah we're all right in that i mean I we're like, all, i feel like jeffrey epstein we're all like between <laughs> we're all between 28 and 30 <laughs> that's no we're all between 28 and 30 on this podcast. So, like, we grew up at the end of 2000s NFL, which I would say is, like, the end of the traditional NFL era as you know it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And we've entered an entirely new era. Like, growing up, we all loved running backs and linebackers, you know? Yeah. yeah. Now, you love defensive ends and quarterbacks. Yeah, we like bully ball back in the day. Well, yeah. And you know what? And honestly, I got to say that I kind of miss that era of the NFL. Like, don't get me wrong. I love these air raid offenses and running and getting. Yeah. But, but it was a slugfest back then. I that's what I'm saying, man. I miss Lineback- it. Linebackers with neck rolls, man. You yeah. Know? I, I, actually, good point. I miss the fucking neck rolls. Oh. Yeah. 
Dude, Steelers had Ryan Erlacher, dude. Dude, come the Steelers. On. Come on, I'll, I'll take it back all the way to the Steelers. Mike Allstott. Fucking Jack yeah. Lambert. Jack Lambert missing oh, yeah. two front teeth. Come Jack on. Young like, blood like, play- they were like hockey players. Jack like, Youngblood yeah. playing in the Super Bowl with a broken leg for the Rams. Just like shit like, or the NFC title game, whatever it was. Yeah. Real, real tough guy shit. Yeah. You know, not, tough guy NFL. But, yeah. the, but the, the other thing is, you got to think about it now. They played through it because they lost their job. You know, easily. It's like someone will just replace you. Yeah. Nowadays, there's so much goddamn money that they'll sit out to protect the investment of themselves. Mm-hmm. So, also, just a heads up and update: the Pelicans just fell to the Spurs. It just became final. R.I.P. to the Pelicans. Pelicans. Yeah, Zion. We'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get to the NBA later. Yeah, we'll get Just to look at this game from the other side of, or from the other sideline, though. Uh, the Vikings. I mean, you feel good about this? You've gotten. You've gotten a win. Next week you have Chicago on Monday night. Well, they had to win to stay in it. They're six and seven. Yep. You know, um, Mike Zimmer's coaching for his life right now. Oh yes, absolutely, he is. He's gonna be the first coach fired this year. I think he's probably oh. one of the first to go. We'll, we'll get to who I think the first coach fired is gonna be. Uh, but also, I, I think I think we're on the same page. Yeah. You old Bob Duran. Uh, just wanted to pull up though. Uh, so old Kirky boy didn't have himself a very great night. No, he didn't. Uh, Fourteen for thirty-one, two sixteen, Ooh, two touch, yuck. two touchdowns, and two interceptions. Oh. But they yeah. didn't. They didn't have to rely on it. No, because... they did not because Dalvin Cook had twenty-seven for two hundred five. That's, and that's not very outback of you, Kirk. No. <laughs> no, that's more uh, Aldi brand ground beef right there. I thought you were going to say Chili's. I'm like, don't talk shit about Chili's. <laughs> Welcome to Chili's. No. Um, but yeah. So just to circle back, uh, it's going to be a yes on Chili's. Chili sponsor us. Um, yeah. So the Vikings, the Vikings got a much needed win. They got the Bears next week. They can be right in the thick of it. Washington football team is still in seventh place in the playoffs right now at six and seven. So Taylor that Taylor Heineke is playing for his life. Well, Taylor he, Heineke and he got out of the game. He got out. Not, but that we're not talking about yeah, them. Yeah. We're not talking about them. So the Vikings are right there. You know, I I didn't mean to bring up the football team to talk about that. I meant like six and seven is the last playoff spot in the NFC because it's so goddamn top heavy. Whereas you know the AFC that we've talked about is very balanced. So you mean so booty booty. So let's hop over to a game, and I'm going to give myself a uh, my version of Sky Tribe. Yeah, let's go. We're, we can call it a filibuster. Um, the Titans and the Jags. Unfiltered. Yeah. Um. So today. The Jags, after a tumultuous week, uh, Urban Meyer basically called his coaching staff losers, even though he has a coach that's won a Super Bowl on his staff. He's a piece of shit, dude. He, you know. I said this, I said this on our way over here. Yeah, so he has had a very, you know, from the, you know, incident at Urban Meyer's Pine House in Columbus to being 2-11 and 11 now. I mean, at least he's still fucking. They got shut out today, 20 to nothing. They had eight rushing yards, which is a franchise low in the history of the franchise. So one thing the Jags always do is they run the ball. And well, T-Law had, what, four fucking picks? He had four picks. And after the game, Urban just kind of gave the saddest handshake to Mike Vrabel I've ever seen. Didn't even look in the eyes. So this, he knows he's done. this is my filibuster here. The Jaguars need to fire Urban Meyer tomorrow. I, I, I'm not a big fire the guy day of fan. Let him go home. He's like a Browns fan calling for his head halfway through the season. I mean, it, to me, it's not about the record. I'm a Jags fan. I'm used to them being bad. That's not new. It's the way they're doing it. Yeah. Is is what's frustrating to me. Urban Meyer has literally done fucking ridiculous fashion. Urban has done everything wrong all year. He's not 
And he, we, we had this debate. He's not cut out for the NFL. Certain guys, certain guys are motivators, and that's what makes them elite college coaches. And Urban Meyer is one of those guys. Yeah. Nick Nick Saban is one of those guys. But you're dealing with grown men. These are grown men that make their own money. They have their own lives. They can do whatever they want. They're not going to buy into your rah rah eighteen to twenty two year old system. Yeah. Some guys can do it. Jimmy Johnson and Pete Carroll have been able to dominate at both levels, but it's rare. It's very rare that guys can do that. And Urban has proven that he can't do that. I'm not trying to call for his head. They need to get rid of him now because of the record. They need to get rid of him and get someone in there to finish the season. Well, he's going to hinder the fucking team. Exactly. These last five games are big, or four games, whatever it is now, are big for Trevor's development. Every game is important to a rookie quarterback. Yeah. You have a lot of other young guys on the team. The veterans may not be there next year, but they have a relatively young team. And... The biggest problem the Jaguars have right now is they have no direction. And Urban has not done anything to try to give them direction. Yeah. Well, he tried to take that college mentality to the NFL. Which, of course he is, because it's worked for him. You yeah. know? He doesn't know any different. But this is this is what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't translate as well as you think it will. No. It, it, that's why I don't I don't like when people are like, Nick Saban's not a great coach because he didn't do it at the NFL. Well, would Bill, great college Would coach, Bill Belichick work in college? Well. Probably. Because he's he basically acts as a college coach with the Patriots. He he has well he he has autonomy with the Patriots. Which, he which is, yeah. he's the GM. Yeah. Which is a lot what college he's coaches are like, more GMs. Like the LeBron of the NFL coaching. Kind of, but like I, I think he's more like I think the comparison is more like he's he's a he's a college coach in the NFL. He has all same personnel. You know him and Kraft obviously had their dis, you know disagreements with Jimmy Garoppolo versus Tom Brady and stuff like yeah, that. I don't disagree on. Getting rubbing tugs. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think a little jerk off. Well, and but, you know, but we'll never know if Bill Belichick could be an elite college coach. Mm-hmm. He's never going to do it, obviously. But oh, that's why a lot of great college coaches tried the NFL. I don't like the comparison of well, he didn't work in the league, so he's not a great coach. That's bullshit. No, that guy, not, Tim Tebow's a terrible football player. No, he's not. He was a great college football player. Yeah. He was not a great NFL player. That those are different situations. I think Urban Meyer's shtick works with kids. I think it works. Well, you said he's a motivator. Yes, he's a motivator. He's all about do your job, and kids need structure. You know, they don't draft thirty-five-year-old men into the army. They draft eighteen-year-olds into the army because you can mold them. The whole motivator thing. Teaching teaching kids, you know, boys to be men. Do we really want Urban Meyer teaching our boys how to be men? Uh, I mean, that's that that is a debate. All (laughs) that's a whole separate debate. That's a debate all in and of itself. Is he really a great role model? No, that that is a debate in and of itself, but. Yeah, I just wanted to get that out there. I think it's time for the Jaguars to move on. I would like to see them hire Byron Lefwich, Tampa Bay's offensive coordinator. He won a playoff game as a Jaguars quarterback. Did he the Steelers? Who, Byron Lefwich? Yeah. He did for a little bit. But, but he, but he, he spent he most backup, of, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, for a little bit. But he, he spent most of his career in Jacksonville. Yeah, I, I'm just saying. Like, I yeah, just, for a couple years he was Ben's backup. He did yeah, a, yeah, yeah, No, he did, he did not win a playoff game with the Jags. He made the playoffs with the Jags. Either way. Yeah. Um, he's familiar with Jacksonville. He's obviously an NFL quarterback himself. I think that could be good for Trevor as well to have a head coach I mean, that, that understands you, it. Is that who you think they're going to hire if they get rid of the I would love to see it. That's who I want. I think that's who they would hire. I want a young, offensive-minded head coach. Go go get yeah. a good DC. You're good to go. Yeah. So I think that, that would be helpful. But, yes, the Jaguars took it on the fucking chin today. 20 to nothing to the Titans. Um, let's hop over to the Seahawks and the Texans. Uh, big story out of this game, the Seahawks, they basically need to win out to have a shot. They won again. They beat the fuck out of the Texans. I will say... Also, 66-yard field goal by who the fuck ever, the kicker. Josh Myers, isn't it? 66? Yeah. So he tied the record? 
Uh, I didn't see that. 61, 61. Let me, let me confirm that. Let me, I yeah. confirm Let's not be throwing around numbers here. All right, yeah. listen, buddy. They don't call me Stag Guy Sky. Well, yeah. For a reason. Yeah. Now you, now you've made me have to go and check you. All right. Now so I have to check. Do your fucking. So job. the Se- oh, yeah. So the Seahawks, uh, you know, they got a big one today, obviously, because every game is a playoff game for them at this point. Um, but yeah, they went down there and they won thirty-three to thirteen in Houston. Houston's two and eleven as well. They named Davis Mills the starter for the rest of the year, which is good because he needs old long neck bastard. Well, it's just well, I mean, if he's going to be your quarterback ever again, you need to give him as many reps as he as you can. Again, let him run. Yeah. So the Seahawks, uh, folks, I can confirm that stat guy Sky will come no more because that was a fifty-six yard field goal. No, 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 there was one north of sixty that he hit. I watched he's, it live. It was like he's, 61. He's staring at his computer right I'm now. You, you right can't now. really debate Unless that. Unless they put it back. I was watching the game. It said, it said it read 61 or 62, like when the kick was made. I'm seeing 56 right there. Oh, wait. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. It was, it was. I'm sorry. It was Houston's kicker. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Hold on. I'm seeing. I'm seeing. Hold on. 21. A, hold on. 21. This yard is a field shit show. Goal. 21 yard field goal. I'm sorry. Give me a second. It's a shit show. It, yeah, 61. 61. Sorry. Suck it, Nate. I was looking. I, I thought you said Seattle. No, I said Houston's kicker. Whatever the fuck his name is. Kymie Fairbairn. Yeah. Fair- Fairborn? What the fuck? No, it's Kymie Fairbairn. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so, Fairbairn. There we go. So, C- Seattle went down there, got the win, pressed a field goal you know, by the Texans. But, yeah, Seattle continues to roll. Uh, Chiefs and Raiders. Uh, this game was an abomination on the Raiders' oh part. My God. The Chiefs beat them forty-eight to nine. It's like watching Hostel. First play of the game was a uh, fumble recovery taken back for a touchdown. Yeah, uh, the Chiefs' defense has given up less than ten points in three straight games. They've been stout. First time that's been done since nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, the Chiefs right now. First of all, nine and four, so they're right where we thought they'd be. You know, they were three and four, now they're nine and four. And I think the big thing for the Chiefs right now is the, the defense. The offense will get, you know, it, it'll get its own, you know, they'll roll. Mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes was efficient today, 20-24, two touchdowns, no picks. I think the big thing in that game today was, you know, that Chiefs defense just bewildered the Raiders offense all day long. Was Derek Carr. Uh, see, no, I, Derek Carr is better than that. You write him off way too easily. I think Derek Carr is better than that. He wouldn't. He wouldn't have been the starter there for eight years or whatever it's been if he was. I mean, has he meh. done anything though? Not. I mean, he's never won anything significant. But he, I'm saying he's good. The problem is it's the Raiders and they draft like shit. Yes. They. I mean, just Jesus Christ. But both their 20, 2020 first round picks are off the team. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Khalil and no Henry Henry Ruggs and Damon Arnett are both gone. Well, Henry Ruggs. That's a that's well, a and Damon that. Arnett was equally as foolish as Instagram. You know, like what Henry Ruggs did this, you know, but I'm saying both their decision-making is bad. And those are their first-round picks. Well, but I'll make the I'll make the argument, like, how did you foresee that? How could they have known? The Henry Ruggs thing you wouldn't have known. And Damon Arnett, how would you have known? Well, and they have a history of drafting like shit is what I'm saying. All right, that's fair. Yes, that's so fair. I, I just, yeah, I don't have any faith in the Raiders. So if I'm a Raiders fan, I'm, a, I'm you know, I think the Chiefs are going to wrap up this division, no problem. They're going to win the AFC West. May damn well be the number one overall seed. Uh, you got the Patriots. Man. I know they're and they're both nine and four. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a slugfight. I'll tell Mac Jones throws more than three passes in a game. I'll tell you what slug. though, I I will take Pat Mahomes in Foxborough to go to the Super Bowl 
more than I would take Mac Jones. No, you're smoking crack. At Arrowhead Stadium. Mac Jones has never played at Arrowhead Stadium it in a playoff matter. game. Mac Jones is a fucking animal, and he plays for Bill Belichick. No, Belichick, I believe it. I'm saying, if you had to give me a quarterback, I'm taking Pat Mahomes in Foxborough before I'm taking Mac Jones. If that does happen, I will make you a $100 bet. Right? In Arrowhead. That's all I'm saying. I think the Chiefs have a better chance to win in Foxborough than, than Mac Jones does in Arrowhead. That's what I'm saying. But see, but see like, I think Belichick would will him to the, to the win. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I, I never doubt Bill. It's yeah. just, I just think well, it's like, it's like I'm saying better chance. I never, I didn't say they'd win. I said a better chance, but that's all. That's fair. So let's hop down to the Saints and Jets. Saints got their first win since Week Eight. Yeah, uh, it's fucking wild. I yeah, know. Yeah, about that. they beat the shit of the Jets. Zach Wilson had an average day, but yeah, Nate, can you, oh, Nate, nice. can you toss over some uh, offensive numbers for the Saints? Today? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Taysom Hill went 15 for 21 for 175 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. I'll ta- so he's a tight end playing quarterback. I'll take that. For, yeah, if, yeah. if I'm a Saints fan, I'll fucking take that. Yeah, he didn't turn the ball over. That's efficient. Uh, Alvin Kamara had 27 rushes for 120 yards and a touchdown. Easy way for them to win. Give yep. the ball to Kamara as much as. Taysom Hill had 11 rushes for 73 yards and two touchdowns. There you go. There you go. That's where Taysom Hill needs to be. Um, how about this? The Saints' leading wide receiver for today was Nick Vanette. Three catches for 44 yards. Shout out Westerville. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. He's in the same prom group as homeboy. There you go. That's, uh, yeah. No, yeah. This, the, yeah, the Saints needed a win. They got a win. That, that's exactly it. That's, you know, and that's what that's all you need to do if you're the Saints right now. Yeah. You know, he just needs to dump the ball off to tight ends, easy throws. Mm-hmm. You know, your defense is good enough to keep you. They should be good enough to keep you in just about any game. It's it's the Saints. They always have a good defense. Mm-hmm. Now it's just about can you can your offense play efficient enough to get you a win? The thing is, if you're a Saints fan, obviously you want to make the playoffs. But, I mean, what happens if they make the playoffs? I mean, they're going to get blown they're out. They're going to get blown out. Blasted the first round. Absolutely. Yeah. I oh. mean, right now they're – I mean, think about this, okay? So they like if they, if they had to go to Green Bay – and oh. If they had to go play the Packers or the Cardinals, oh, they get they're getting they're getting destroyed. Yeah, oh, yeah. So think about I mean think about this. This game was ten six at halftime. Ten six. That's not really much. And then even going into the fourth quarter, it was thirteen to six. The only reason this looks like this is because they scored seventeen points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So. That's like your Steelers coming back in the third quarter, fourth quarter. There were a lot of comebacks in the NFL today, and we're going to get to some of them. Yeah, here we got, soon. Oh, yeah. we're gonna get to one in particular. We are yeah, um, a couple that we'll get to. Yeah, let's hop down to the Broncos Lions game real quick, guys. The Broncos absolutely clapped the cheeks today. Detroit regressed back to what they are, which is an awful football team. Yeah. So, so, sorry, Jags. sorry, Lions fans. They're not better than the Jags, but they're oh my god, they're both bad. Smoking crack, buddy. I think I'm taking the Lions any day. I would. I, you know what? It depends. Because they have a coach that isn't a piece of shit. I mean, they both just suck. Yeah, I mean, I'm not denying the fact that they're both. They both suck, and honestly, you could put the Texans up there too. Yeah, Um, but (laughs) hey, let's—I think they're both better than the Texans. Let's talk about this. Uh, That two-headed monster that's out there in Denver at running uh, back—it's impressive, man. Yeah, Melvin Gordon had 24 carries for 111 yards and two touchdowns today. Mm -hmm. Javante Williams had 15 for 73 and a touchdown. Um, Javante also, you know, contributes. In the, in the air, too. He had one catch for 10 yards and a touchdown as well. The best way to have Teddy Bridgewater as your quarterback is to have a strong running game. Yeah. He's one of those guys, if you don't have to put it in his hands more often than you need. Fucking don't. Much like when, when Big Ben was winning Super Bowls, you know? Not that Ben isn't capable of throwing for 500 yards. I think he has the most 500-yard games in league history. But 
Big Ben, I mean, you can say about most quarterbacks, but Ben was the perfect example. When he was winning Super Bowls, they were running the ball 25, 30 times a game. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, I mean, Mark Sanchez was so – I'm not put, comparing Ben and Mark. I'm just saying in general. Mark Sanchez was going to AFC title games consistently because they had a great running game and played yeah. strong defense. Yeah. That's what I think Teddy Bridgewater is. He can win you a game at the end. He can put that drive together. Mm-hmm. But you don't want Teddy throwing 40 times a game. No. You want Pat Mahomes throwing 40 times a game. Yeah. No. If, if yeah. you choose to. Obviously, Pat today threw 24 times and they beat the shot of the Raiders. You know, there are certain quarterbacks that are you're okay with that. Tom Brady, you're fine with it. Peyton Manning, you're fine with it. Guys like that, you're fine with them throwing the ball 40, 45 times. No, I'm Baker sitting here. Mayfield, you're I'm fine sitting here thinking. I'm fine with Baker throwing the ball 20 times. I'm, I'm kidding. I know. That's what I was getting at. I'm sitting here thinking about it, though. And obviously, you know, that first Super Bowl that the Steelers won, and sorry, we're going back to the Steelers, but, you know, it was real quick. No, we're making comparisons. Yeah. yeah. We're, so that first, we're making comparisons. That first, that first Super Bowl, they had Jerome Bettis. Obviously, yeah. that's where that's where you relied. Well, yeah, uh, but we don't have the boss. Well, but now, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think back on it. Was it Mendenhall in the second one? I think mm-hmm. it could have been, but I don't think they really relied on it that much because out. you also had San Antonio Holmes, Hines Ward, Heath and, Miller, and Antoine Randall. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, no, and, and Ben's always shown he's capable of doing that. Mm-hmm. There are certain quarterbacks, I think, their best. A, he's got a clutch gene, but he's not the best. Their best games, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they, you know, the best games they have are when they have a strong running game. Eli Manning yeah. won two Super Bowls. With that three-headed monster running back tandem of, you know, Mod Bradshaw, Brandon Jacobs, I forget the other guy's name. He had Tiki Barber for one of them, I'm pretty sure. That, 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 Tiki might have, or not. Tiki predates that. that, that yeah, but, like, that was when Eli was coming up was the end of Tiki. Yeah. But, yes. Like t- what, Eli and Tiki played, what, like, two or three seasons together? Yeah, I can't remember if Tiki was so on that Super Bowl when he came out, but either way, the point is. He, no, he was, because yeah, I know he has a point is, a running game. Yeah, a strong play. running game complements a good quarterback. And it, and it hides, and it, and it can save a... Yeah. Average quarterback. Well, yeah. Look what's going on in Cleveland. It's the same shit. It's well, not Nick Chubb. Baker's not a stud quarterback. He's not an elite quarterback. But well, that's but that's that but that, that's why they've designed their team that way. Yeah, strong defense and running game. Yeah, and that's what I was getting. Exactly. At. Yeah. Exactly. You, know, you build the running back stable around an average quarterback to make him look good. Exactly. Well, and exactly. So yes. No, I 100 percent agree. So, um, yeah. Obviously, uh, the Broncos got a big win today in that game. Let's hop down. Uh, one more quick. Chargers beat the shit of the Giants, 37-21. Giants tried to try to do something in the fourth quarter, but yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's not Mike hard to, it's not hard to put up numbers when the defense is sagging off as far as they are. What is it, Mike Glennon and fucking Danny Dimes? That's your your two quarterbacks. Yeah, I saw a prediction that said Danny Dimes is traded to the Falcons in the offseason, and he backs up Matt Ryan next year, and Actually, then and then Danny, eventually yeah, hands Danny up. Danny Dimes didn't even play today. No, it was Mike Glennon. Yeah, that was sad. I'm assuming it was Glennon. And yeah. then they send him to Atlanta. He backs up Ryan for a little bit, and then he takes over eventually. For Matt Ryan, and then Russell Wilson ends up with the Giants, but that's a whole different discussion. That's I just, fucking insane. I just wanted to throw it out there. Happened. Absolutely not. So, um, yeah, the Chargers in company. Uh, Justin Herbert had a decent day, I'm pretty sure. Eckler got in the end zone. Uh, what else we got on that uh, one, Dave? So, Justin Herbert went 23 for 31 for 275, three touchdowns. Great day. Great day. Uh, Austin Eckler had 12 carries for 67 and a touchdown. It's all done. Um, in the air, let's see. Uh their leading receiver yardage wise today was Jalen Guyton. He had three for eighty seven and a touchdown. He's he's stepping in as a good third receiver. Keenan Allen was out with COVID. Yeah. So that yeah that helped. Yep. Um. And then Mike Williams also had six for sixty one too. Typical. So, yep. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Chargers got a big win to stay alive in the AFC West. Fight for that. You know, one of those wild card spots because yep. I think you can give the the Chiefs that division. But let's hop into the games that we're going to talk a little bit more about. 
Uh, the Falcons and the Panthers. Falcons got the win 29-21. Not really the story so much as the outcome is. Cam got benched again, guys. They put in P.J. Walker. Cam had a decent day, like nine carries for 49 yards and a touchdown, too, mm-hmm. on the ground. But they benched him anyways. They put in P.J. Walker. So this is my question. Is Cam washed? Is he done? He's fucking washed. Or does Cam is Cam, you know, being hindered by the fact that he didn't have a preseason? Anytime to get ready, that his signed him and played him. You can throw whatever fucking excuse you want at me. That's not an excuse. That's a that's a fact. He they they signed him and he started playing. I know that, but there was no he the didn't. First game he played. I'm back. I'm back. Like no, you're not. You're fucking still washed. No, Cam, dude. Cam is ass. Cam is fucking ass. He was never elite with the fucking Panthers. He was great, but he was never elite. When you go to the Super Bowl and get the fucking... 2015, they went 15-1, and one and he was the league MVP. Yeah. He he had a time where he undeservedly was... Undeservedly so. Undeservedly? He had a time where he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Absolutely. No, 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 no. I, I have always thought Cam Newton was not elite. I don't think that he's elite. I, I don't think he's ever been... Oh, I, I don't think anybody will argue that now, but there was a stretch there where, I mean... Nope. Fifteen and one is not nope. a fluke. Winning an MVP is not a yeah, fluke. Yeah, but you also have Luke Keekley on defense, dude. Like you got to think it's a team sport. You can't give so you can't, you can't fucking give fucking Cam Newton the badge. You'd be like, all right, well, yeah, like they you're let, the they, yeah, their one. defense was amazing, and we're obviously threw, it helped get them to a Super Bowl. There's twenty one other guys that play on that fucking team. He threw four. He he threw for four hundred yards in his first ever NFL game. That's good for him. But so did fucking what's his name with the Jets? He threw for over five hundred. Mike Smith. Yeah, Mike White threw for four over. White, yeah. He threw for four hundred yards in his first game. Dan Smith, BYU. Yeah, but no, but, dude. But that's the thing. Mike White threw for over five hundred yards in his first NFL game. What does that fucking matter? No, well, no. It, it, was, it was his first NFL first NFL start. But that, that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is Cam had a time where he was. He also has the most rushing touchdowns by a quarterback in the history of the NFL. Well, it's, okay, he is everything that Lamar Jackson was supposed to be labeled. He, well, he's Lamar Jackson. He's a running back that plays quarterback. Well, he's he's Lamar Jackson with a much bigger frame, which is why he's been able to stay healthy longer than Lamar does. But the thing is, like, has he? Well, I mean, he's... Because Cam's injured, like, every other fucking year. Well, There's he... the concussions, all that shit. Which no, 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 he's, he's like a guy. He also got in that awful car accident, which was devastating to him, too. What I'm saying is Cam's body is built to take the punishment that Lamar's isn't built for. But, that, but that's not the argument I'm, that we're trying to make. I think You Cam think Cam's washed. washed. Nate, do you think he's washed? Yeah, I think I, anyone yeah, has two I tend, eyes knows he's washed. I tend, I tend to incline that he is washed. It's, it's done. It's been uh, done for a couple of years. Yeah, now. man. I mean, he just he doesn't have the pocket presence that he had yeah. at one point in time. He gets. Well, and you could also attribute that to the fact that he gets fucking lit up, and the refs don't save him. And that's and welcome that's, to that. Welcome to the league being a yeah. running quarterback. Lamar Jackson's instance, finding look, that. Look at Big Ben. Big Ben stood in the pocket and took nasty fucking hits, but you didn't see him fucking fold. No. And it, it breaks dude, my heart well, to fucking say that because I hate the Steelers. That's what, dude. Passion. Imagine. Remember that. That's a guy that stood that stood there in the pocket with two hundred ninety pound guys fucking draped yeah. on him, and he's still throwing touchdown passes. And yes. But did Cam? No. No. Cam. Cam. Okay. Here's the thing. Cam was never elite. He never will be elite, and he's also he's dude. He's washed. He no, no, elite. saying he's washed is fine. I just, yeah. I, I just can't agree that you go fifteen and one and you're the league MVP. But like I said, he had, he had a couple seasons where yeah. I think he was he was sniffing that elitism. Yes, 
But I, mean, I would n- I would never say I would never say he guys on that fucking team on both sides of the ball. There's 21 total. But you can say Aside that. From- yeah, you, you can, can say that about say anything. Ever, you can say that about any. You can say that about anything though. The only the only MVP that wouldn't apply to would be Aaron Rodgers. I was gonna say I swear to God if you yes. say Aaron Rodgers, yeah, that's, that's the only neck. that's the only MVP that that doesn't because Aaron Rodgers is is. The most elite quarterback I've watched play in my in my like if you're like but if you're talent talent wise yeah Yeah, Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers may be the most physically gifted yeah quarterback if you're off God given talent he's the best one yeah I mean it's it's hard it's hard to argue because but like when Lamar can't even sniff his jockstrap like when Lamar when Lamar won that MVP you could say well he's also got an offensive line that blocks for him do you know why they gave do you know why they gave him that MVP because he was fucking unreal that year. No, because he broke Mike Vick's rushing record as a quarterback. That's why. Yeah, true. I mean, that's, this year he's got 13 interceptions, 14 now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah fucking, that, that's fair. Yeah. Pat Mahomes has 12 picks. I'm still not going to sit here and say a quarterback with seven is better than Pat Mahomes. Well, at least he holds on to the ball a lot, a lot more. No, but I'm saying, like, I'm not going to say that a quarterback with less inter- – I'm not going to say Baker Mayfield's better than Pat Mahomes because he's throwing less picks. It's an arbitrary number. He's more to- efficient. No, he doesn't. First of all, he doesn't throw the ball as much. Second of all, seven of Pat's twelve picks have been deflected off of a receiver. Well, and and third and and third, nobody's more efficient than Pat Mahomes. He's he he does the most with. with uh, inter- there's a, there's a guy that uh, plays for Green Bay that would like to have a discussion with you. I don't uh, think Aaron Rodgers is more efficient than Pat, Pat Mahomes. Oh my God, you are smoking crack. More efficient? No, I think. I still think Aaron Rodgers is probably the most talented quarterback to ever play in yeah, the NFL. He's also more efficient than Lamar Jackson for sure. Well, that's, I mean, he's more efficient than Pat Mahomes for sure. I don't think you can say that with any. I think of I think the most efficient quarterback you can see is Tom Brady. That's yes, but also when it when it comes to Brady, the thing is, Rodgers and Mahomes take chances. Brady doesn't take chances, which is why he's more efficient. Which is fair. No, but that's for quarterbacks. If you're that's, going, if that's you're very going fair. I wasn't take chances. I'm I'm going Aaron Rodgers. That's fair. I wasn't even I wasn't even considering Tom for this debate because, truthfully, everything Tom throws is like within ten yards of the line of scrimmage. Yeah, it's, it, he plays the dink and dunk game. Yes, so you're right. Tom Brady's the most efficient. I rescind my statement. I was wrong there. Not Pat Mahomes. I'm going to give it to Tom Brady. Good point. But, but if you take Tom out of quarter, out of it, yes, it opens if, up the discussion between you, Pat Mahomes and Aaron. Because the other thirty, the, the other thirty-one quarterbacks in the league take risks that Tom just doesn't take. Yeah. So you're right. I I will concede that. But point. I also, but you got to think like, aside from this season, Pat Mahomes. So Aaron Rodgers compared to Pat does more with less, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, Aaron Rodgers has not had a good receiving core in a while, but he does have the best receiver in the game. So there is a caveat there. Yeah, but this I, year, yes, I think Devontae's been the best for like two or three years, probably. And What's I, up, I Nate? Nate, Nate wants to say something. What's up? We got a little Sunday night football update for you. Let's here. hear it, buddy. Uh, we got one minute and thirty-two seconds before halftime here, and the Chicago Bears are up twenty-three to fourteen. They just had a ninety-seven-yard punt return for a touchdown. Aaron Rodgers still owns them. We'll see if he has a good second Aaron half. Hatches. You don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to come out in the second half and just completely jerk their fucking drawers down at midfield? And I'm not saying. I'm with, I'm not I'm with in, Skyler on this one. I'm yeah, not he's, he's going to come out at midfield just fucking. I'm not so, in doubt on this, but right now Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is 11 for 17 for 128 and a touchdown right now. Fair so enough. He's not having a bad night. Let's uh, I, before we wrap up our uh, Panthers talk here, I did I did want to say one fun fact: Atlanta has won four straight games at Carolina. So for four straight years, they've won in Carolina. That's fair. So just Actually, a, yeah, no, you're right. Just an interesting yeah. tidbit there. Yeah, 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 exactly. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that one. Really yeah. makes you think. That's a, and, and when it comes to divisional games, that means a lot. I mean, yeah, road wins in the division are huge. Yeah, oh, yeah. 
What's up, down to a game that I know Sky wants to talk about. Uh, they did their best to blow it today, but they didn't. So, oh, fucking God. kudos. They did Browns Ravens. They could. Browns Ravens, and I will say before I turn it over to Sky, what Huntley did today, impressive. coming in cold off the bench to lead them back, impressive. Nothing. Oh, you mean impressive. the two lost fumbles and a pick? And I said to lead them back. They were down twenty-four to six, and I they think, lost by two. All right, so here's the I give Huntley no fucking credit. The dude lost that's eight fumbles and threw a pick in the fucking end zone on a two-point conversion. It doesn't show up on the stat sheet, but you threw a pick. That's, that's It was an ugly pick. That's asinine to say that he doesn't deserve any credit when he was down by 18 points, cold off the bench in like his second or third NFL game, and then brought them back against a very good defensive team in Cleveland. And he was throwing dimes in that fourth quarter. Well, yeah, in the fourth quarter, but it also took him a quarter and a half to get there. And he well, was he came, like he, hot fucking trash. He came off the bench cold. I, mean, I guess you can do the whole, like, well, it's not how you start, it's how you finish thing, but whatever. I, the Browns defense fucking manhandled the Ravens. That Miles Garrett sack. The strip sack. Stri- the, the strip sack, force fumble, fumble recovery, touchdown, incredible play. Oh, yeah. No, and, and the thing is, like, so here's my deal. Lamar did not look great. Lamar was like what four or four for seventeen yards before he got knocked out of he the was game. Efficient, but it was it was like short. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not saying he was good. I was just like just rattling yeah, off some yeah, numbers. Yeah, no, you're no, you're right. Yeah, it was four or four uh, for seventeen. Yeah, but you know, so if you look at the statue, yes, he was efficient, whatever, but he didn't look good doing it. No, flustered. there was no time today. They yeah. had no time. Yeah, no. Like, Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney were in their fucking asses the entire game. The Ravens are desperately missing Ronnie Stanley at left tackle. Oh, absolutely. Desperately. 100%. And so that's the thing. Like, when, when Huntley took over, he goes in, I think, what, like two or three plays in, loses a fumble. Well, he's running around, and it was evident when he, because, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a great athlete. Like, you'd watched him. He was elusive no, he's, today. He, he's like Lamar Jr. Yes. That's why, which is why him, that's why they have him. Perfect. Exactly. Yep. He's a perfect backup for Lamar. Agreed. And he is elusive as shit. Like, I always, like in the fourth quarter, dude, like, you couldn't touch him, dude. If this was flag football, he's running all the way. Yeah. Which, as a Browns fan, is super fucking annoying, but I got to respect the hustle. Like, that dude had it figured out today in the fourth quarter. His biggest problem? Is he was running around, like you said, he lost two fumbles. He was running around like he's still in college, still still playing at Utah. Yeah. And he found out very quickly, that's not how this league works. And he corrected the mistake. He, he did. Everybody at that level is fast. Everyone. Yeah, the 350-pound nose tackles are fast. Yeah. Everybody Dude, you moves. You Miles Garrett running you down, and then you shift and roll out and like fake him out, and then you have Jaday down Clowney in your fucking face. It's like, oh, fuck. Like, he realized quick. He was like, oh, shit. Like, these guys are fast. This isn't like playing Oregon or fucking like Stanford. This is no. like we're playing in the league. Yeah. And you know, he pulled it together. I will give him that. But that being said, I don't want to give him too much credit because I think the receivers did him a lot of favors because he sailed a couple balls and they went up and got him. He was too conservative in the fourth quarter. He, I mean, and, and to, to be expected out of a guy who's bar- had barely played in the league. But he should have been that way through the third quarter too. Agreed. But the thing the thing was for me with, with Huntley in the fourth quarter. You know, that, I mean, don't get me wrong, they have Justin Tucker, they're down by nine. Yeah. You're okay with a 50-yard field goal because he's probably going to hit it. Well, and that's the whole thing. The reason we won the game is because the Browns' defense kept them out of field goal range. Exactly. And also, I, dude, watching that game, I remember as soon as the commentator said, well, Justin Tucker has actually never recovered a successful onside kick, I was like, well, he's going to right now. Yep. And then he fucking did because, J- dude, Andy Janovich fucking fell in front of the ball not even looking at the motherfucker and it ricochets back to the Ravens. And it's like, well, it touched the defensive player so now it's live. Yeah. 
And that shit pissed me the fuck off, dude. So the fact that so the Brown the Browns defense went missing through third and fourth quarter. But I will give them this, they showed up when it mattered. They sag they sagged off. Yeah. They sagged off. Yeah. He he threw that perfect ball to Rashad Bateman to set up the touchdown to pull it within two. Yeah. Or pull within three. That ball on third and ten was perfect. Yeah. I'm I mean, surprised they didn't go. He three. could not have thrown a better ball. Yeah. Put it on the money. Great catch. I will say that the best catch in that game was the toe tap in the first half. DPJ? Oh my god. That shit was gorgeous. That, I, I couldn't it believe it. It reminds me of Mike Thomas in the fucking uh, Alabama game. Yeah, when Evan Spencer threw him the ball? Yep. That fucking goes up, drags both toes just real quick. No, that shit was fucking beautiful. I, I honestly, though, that was one of the best catches I've seen in a while in terms of, like, you know, awareness on no, the I'm field. Telling you, I'm, telling you, I'm telling you, DPJ, dude, like, he's something special. He's, he's going to be our deep threat guy. If he's, he, like, he's like Devin Smith for fucking Braxton Miller. If he had any quarterback awareness in college... At Michigan, DPJ would have been a top thirty-five pick. Oh, absolutely. He went to the he fell to the sixth but, I mean, round because those guys that they pull off the street and be like, "Hey, you want to play for the Wolverines?" Well, yeah. So, I mean, uh, th- th- exactly. So, can you throw longer than fucking twenty-five yards? And yeah, we'll we'll bring you on. Baker was pretty efficient today. Two touchdowns and a pick. Um, should have had two picks. The Ravens he dropped a gift. Yeah, he should have had two picks. But I thought I thought Baker was pretty good today overall. I'm still I'm still off the Baker train, man. No, and that's and that's fair. But I thought Baker played. He was efficient today. His red zone. Efficiency was better. He threw two touchdowns. Yeah, no, I'll give you that. For I sure. mean, the Browns not having a rushing touchdown in a football game was bizarre. Oh yeah, now that you mentioned that, I didn't, yeah. I didn't notice that. But that's yeah, bizarre. That's fucking weird. Um, they, I thought they ran well, Chubb. Kareem, Kareem went out what the second quarter? Yeah, Kareem didn't the do an ankle injury or something like that. He didn't do a whole lot. Chubb, there wasn't a ton of running room for Chubb today, but he was efficient. Yeah, um, Johnson had more yards than Chubb, I think. I mean, yeah, Chubb had like sixty something yards, but I think Darnus had like close to ninety. I don't know. I didn't see his numbers, but nice um, your job. I got you right here, buddy. Dearness Johnson had four carries for 22 yards. Oh, I was way off. And Nick Chubb had 17 for 59. Oh, okay. There you go. Yep. Right, so, so I, was I had a back. Yeah, the Browns didn't have a, a prolific running game like they normally do today, but defense showed up when it mattered the most. The uh, defense is the star of the game. Yeah, they made they made some big plays. At the end Honestly, of the day. dude, Jeremiah Luzikoromoa. Yeah. That dude is a fucking heat-seeking missile. Very good linebacker, and like, I think dude, I think he, any, he does not miss tackles. Denzel Ward, Denzel Ward, also yeah, great game saving tackle there. Yeah. Also, he's wanted, the reason we won the game. Also, wanted to point out to you, uh, Grant Delpit had eleven tackles today. Did he really? Yes, good for him. Grant Delpit had eleven. <sighs> also, tackles. Greedy got burnt like three fucking times. He had six tackles. Yeah, well, Greedy, uh, yeah, Greedy if, got fucking smoked. Greedy's fast, but he ain't. But I don't know how well this guy. He, does, he doesn't know how to turn his hips. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he, he it's it's like the Ed Reed play where Ed Reed fucking like finally turned his hips the right way and fucking caught that pass. Huntley overthrew. Or the uh, interception. He over, can't turn left. He overthrew he Brown. Turn left. <laughs> he overthrew Brown. for kids who can't read good and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> for kids that can't turn good and stuff. <laughs> oh shit! That's Denzel Ward. He's so hot right now. <laughs> That's Denzel. He's so hot right now. Huntley, oh, Huntley, God. Huntley overthrew. Brown a few times in the fourth quarter. Oh, that 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 Lamar might have made the throw. Um, I, I, w- I was impressed with the arm strength from Huntley, but I, I think there were a few that's like, oh, buddy. I mean, Huntley's got a gun on him. Well, and, br- dude, and Brown, Brown is a burner. Absolutely. So, but my thing is, like, how do you overthrow one of the faster ones wide receivers in the, in, in the NFL? Like, lack, I don't get it. Lack of experience. Like, but also, like, that just 
goes to show how strong your fucking arm is. Yeah, L- lack of experience. So, good win for the Browns. They're sitting at seven and six. They're a game back of the Ravens right, right now. I'm telling you the difference between like, so on Sundays it's either heart attack or heartache. Yeah. The Browns. Also, wanted to throw in one uh, fun fact here for you guys before we moved on. Um, this is the first time the Ravens have lost two straight divisional games since week 16 and 17 of 2016. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. It they, should be three straight, but the Browns didn't want to fucking take the game from well, them. They also, they also could have beat the Steelers last week, too. Like, they their, well games, their games, their games, their last three games have been down to the fucking wire. Yeah. Yeah. They have. Well, I, so. think, I think their luck's finally starting to run out. Yeah, you never know. Um, Luckiest team ain't lucky no more. Let's hop down to the. Like it. Let's hop down to the Bills and Bucks. This game was fucking banana lands. What lines. a gong show! So you're fucking me raw, buddy. The Bucks took it to the Bills early. Bills Mafia was off the train, ragging on their team on Twitter. They were, they, they were ready to you know give up. Then they scored 17 points in the fourth quarter. Josh Allen had a monster game, 400 yards plus of offense. They came all the way back, forced overtime. Just for Tom Brady to break their heart. Yeah, Rashad Perriman, well, 58 Tom Brady yards. He's going to do Tom Brady things. Always. That's just yeah. him. Brady threw a 58-yard game-winning touchdown in overtime to, to Perryman. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the Bucks ended up getting the win. But, man, the Bills made it interesting. And they've lost three straight games. Josh Allen, just to give you guys his little stats for the day, 36 for 54, 308, two touchdowns and a pick. He also had 12 carries for 109 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, Josh Allen balled the fuck out today. Um, it was a valiant effort by the Bills. They're 7-6, and six, just like what seems like everybody else. You know, in the AFC between 6-7 and seven and 8-5 and, eight and five now. Um, so, yeah, tough game. Tough game for the Bills, but a great comeback. There's no moral, you know, no moral victories in the NFL, but I think they can ride the momentum of the comeback through the rest of the year, and we'll see how they end up uh, the last four games of the season. But, man... If I'm a Bills fan, I'm sitting there going, what the fuck do we have to do to get some wins? You know, they play a shitty weather game on Monday Night Football, lose on three, you know, passing attempts to Mac Jones, and they get their souls ripped out today by Tom Brady at the the gun, which, sorry, Bills fans, you should be used to Tom Brady breaking your heart. He did it for two decades up in New England, so... Let's hop, He's a father kissing piece of shit. Let's hop down to the uh, the last NFL game we're going to touch on. Bengals and Niners. What a fucking game. I was watching this one. Jesus. So, I not call him Jamar Chase's touchdown catch back. Like, it was fair. Yeah. It's still an incredible fucking catch. And then he had an incredible touchdown catch later yeah, in the game, exactly, too. I yeah, mean, exactly. two touchdowns that he caught the, you know. So, basically what happened was the big turning point of the game was the Bengals kicked two field goals in the first half where they could have gone for it. Mm-hmm. But they were getting the ball back in the second half. So at 10-3, fourth and two on the 10-yard line of San Francisco, like a minute left in the first half, they kicked the field goal to take the points. And I get it, but it's a little too conservative for my blood. But I, I always say no field goals. Yeah, no. When I played NCAA 14, also the greatest game of all time, uh, you never kick the field goal. You always go for two. Yeah, so that was the big, you know, one of the big things today was, you know, the, so then the Bengals get the ball back to the Niners at 10-6. And they go down the field, and they get a fourth down stop. San Francisco, you know, going to kick a field goal. And then Von Bell gets called for taunting for a very innocuous point. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, then George Kittle ends up making him pay and scoring a touchdown. So it's 17-6 to six at half. And I'm like, Jesus, the Bengals are like, they're so Jekyll and Hyde. So, come out in the second half. It's, you know, 20-6. to six. They come back. They score. They get some stops. The minute 19 left, they, they score again. Jamar Chase, touchdown. And I'm like, that's a lot of time for Jimmy G. But they tied it up at 20. 49ers go down the field. 
Robbie Gould misses a 47-yard field goal, pushed it just wide right. I don't know if it was wind, if he just got it a little wrong, whatever. It basically went across. It went across the entire field. I mean, it started off looking like it was going to tuck in the left upright or the left, his left upright, ended up going wide right. It was a weird backspin on that ball. So we go to overtime. Bengals get the ball first. They go down and they kick, kick field goal because Nick Bosa gets a big sack to force the field goal. Then they get the ball back. You're like, all right, can the Bengals defense step up here? Well, no, because Jimmy G went down the field and scored a touchdown to, you know, threw it to Brandon Ayuk for the winning touchdown. So the Niners got a big win. They're also 7-6 and six now, sitting in the sixth seed over in the NFC. The Which 20, means the Browns and the Bengals have the same record. 26-23 win for the Niners today in Cincinnati. The big, t- big takeaways from the game for me, they need an offensive line for Joe Burrow. But Well, this has been known. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's not as... I mean, the Jamar Chase pick really worked out for them. Yes, absolutely. Jamar Chase is... I'm glad they went that route. Look, like, hindsight's always 20-20. But looking back, like, we were, we were saying, like, draft offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. Well, Penny Sewell is not a bad... He's doing no, pretty he's, good. Yeah, he's doing no, pretty he's, good. No, and he wasn't a bad pick at all. No. But I'm saying the Jamar Chase pick, like, dude, you guys hit the fucking lottery. Well, yeah. It's, they had, I mean, he's a top five receiver as a rookie. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, we, and we also said that, too, because they... He and Burrow already have that chemistry from LSU. Yeah. Like, that That was already... Well, that was kind of the thing. It's like, all right, yeah, like, you guys, you know you have a connection already. Why not reestablish that? Yep. Yeah. No, it, yeah, it, it, it made sense. Um, but, yeah, the Bengals are 7-6. and six, So, right now, you're looking at the AFC North. 8-5 and five Ravens, 7-6 and six Browns, 7-6 and six Bengals. And you got the 6-6-1 six, six and one Steelers. So... Greasy-fingered cousin-kissing <laughs> assholes right in the last place, baby. Wouldn't be a goddamn... Podcast if Sky didn't throw that fucking vernacular out there. Always has to. Um, but yeah, I mean the AFC well, North. Why is reverse cowgirl illegal in Pittsburgh? Because <laughs> you can't turn your back on family. You never turn your back on family. Isn't that right, Nate? So the <laughs> AFC North, the AFC North is fi- uh, finishing up to be an absolute gong show. All right, we're gonna hop into some college football. Last weekend we did have the Army Navy game. Army, <laughs> despite going in eight and three and Navy three and eight. Army's already in their bowl game. They're already playing Missouri. They already know that. But Navy was a seven-point dog. They got the win, 17-13. It was a hell, of a hell of a game. And if you listen to the weekend drive, I steered you in the very wrong direction, and I apologize. But I also preface that I am not a good gambler. I'm not good at this. Oh, it's, I mean, they ran that crazy fake punt. Dude, and <laughs> that linebacker from Navy. Fago? Fago. He yeah. was everywhere, dude. Dude, he was Literally, is that how you say it? it it's a very, yeah. it's a very, it's a very unfortunate last name. I will say yeah. that. Yeah, it's quite unfortunate. I'll tell you, and dude, being in the military, I'm sure that guy has got. Oh, some you joke. know he got fucking harassed. That's why he's a linebacker with a name like that or like Dick Butkus. Yeah, you, you're gonna have a mean streak. Yeah, you know. Butkus. Oh, yeah. So yeah, Navy ends up getting the win. That's nice for them, and I like the point that uh, they made on the broadcast too. Most of those guys are not going to play in the NFL. No. That was the last football game. They're that serve our country. Exactly. Most of those guys from Navy, that was the last, the seniors, it's the last football game they'll ever play. And they made a stand on fourth down to stop Army to end the game. That was their Super Bowl. That yeah. is that is the Super Bowl for them. That is. And, th- and I will tr- say, though, Army had the better uniforms. <sighs> oh, that's a debate. I, I Nate's going to fucking I, trip. Uh, Navy won that shit. First of all, they even said on the broadcast, each one of those Navy helmets took three hours to make. Yeah. Three all of, all hours. Of them, dude. Did you know they had the OSU Michigan thing where they have to, like, 
hand paint the fucking helmets like Michigan. Yeah. It takes like four and a half hours. Yeah, dude, but come on. They had an FA-18 Super Hornet on the side of their fucking helmet. That was kind of sick, though. Like, come on. And their their uniforms were straight out of Top Gun, dude. Like, that was some Top Gun-esque <laughs> Ladies shit. and gentlemen, here's the thing. Nate is fucking obsessed with Top Gun. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? But the thing is, is I'm Maverick. Nate is Goose. He, doesn't, he hasn't realized that yet. Dude, you are fucking Anthony Edwards in real life. I'm going to slit your throat and watch you bleed to death. I'll be the Scientologist. I don't fucking care. <laughs> I, I'm Maverick. You're Goose. Yeah, fucking right. Get that right, Goose. Yeah, fucking right. Well, neither, one right of you, neither one of you are wearing aviators you right now, so nobody love, is anything. You lost that love and feeling. Oh, damn. I left it in my Browns jacket. And now no, aviators I could have thrown on. Nobody is anything. No, that's fair. But, yeah, we, uh, we just want to touch on that. We appreciate, um, you know, all the men and women that serve our country and, obviously, you know, Army and Navy. It is tough to be an athlete at those schools because you, you, you have to do all of the uh, you know the requirements of everybody else and be a student athlete. That is not easy to do. Yeah, and those are some of the toughest universities you to go through, man. I, I don't mean, the curriculum. Curriculum. Wow, I sound like Nate just botching words left and right. There you go, buddy. Curriculum. Yeah, is, is is stiff. I'm not sure how the army admittance process works. I know at the Naval Academy you have to get approval. From a, from a senator, or a state senator at least. Something along those lines. You, have, you, you know, they only take a certain amount of kids yeah. out of each each region of, of the state. So you have to be very impressive as a high schooler to get into the Naval Academy. And I'm assuming um, Army's the same way. I just, I just don't know you the know, process. You know that or want a Hellcat. Yeah. You know, so... <laughs> You know, I, they they go through a lot, and that's awesome for the you know for those guys over at, uh, at Navy to get that win um, because the Army's going to get a bowl game. So good for good for them too. We're proud of both of you. So let's really give that a quick shout out. Let's hop down to the FCS playoffs or agent, folks. We had a big upset. Yeah, we did. Montana State, the eight seed, took out top seed at Sam Houston State last weekend, Woo-hoo! and they didn't just take them out. They doubled them up, forty two nineteen. They. Beat the shit good, out of them. Good, good, good. Montana good, good. State, the land of Bo. Love it. The land of Mo. Mo- Montana State, man, got the big win. On the other side of that bracket, we got North Dakota State, perennial powerhouse in the FCS. Took out East Tennessee State, 27-3. to I'll tell you, East Tennessee State, though, man, they, they had their run. They were the underdogs all the way. Yeah, so good on them. We'll hop down to the other part of the bracket here. Another upset, South Dakota State took out Villanova, 35-21. And James Madison did what they thought they'd do. They're the uh, the number three seed. They took out six seed of Montana, twenty eight to six. So we have the final four set for this weekend, guys. Montana State takes on South Dakota State. You want to talk about <laughs> sparsely populated states meeting for <laughs> yeah. a football game? Jesus Christ! Pipe vocabulary is on twelve tonight. But I'll tell you what, those stadiums are going to be fucking loaded. And so are the fans. Pipeline. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. I popped it up, and, and he slammed it up. It comes over the plate, and it is and gone, going, 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 gone forever. Aaron and Hernandez. And boom goes the dynamite. Gone so, forever, Aaron Ma- Hernandez. Montana State and South Dakota State will meet in the semifinal this weekend. And then we also have a battle of titans in the FCS. They've both won titles in the past 10 years. North Dakota State takes on James Madison. I did see, by the way, that James Madison is trying to get into the FBS. They want to join the Sun Belt. Mm. So they're currently trying to get up there, and I think North Dakota State's trying to do the same thing. Like so donate plasma in the inner city, dude. Fuck that. Well, you know what? They're, they're, they're trying to make the jump up there, so good on all of them. So that is the FCS. We will have a title game 
that consists of either Montana State or South Dakota State against the winner of North Dakota State and James Madison. Big Sky Country, well fucking represented in yeah. the FCS. Big me. Let's toss it over to Nate here for the Division Two and Division Three. Woo! We got some championship matchups ready to go. All right. So starting off with our Division Two, of course, the big boys, number one seeded Ferris State, ended Shepherd's run. Shepherd kept going. They tried to make it all the way, but right. fuck you, Shep. Got held short. Ferris State, fifty-five-seven over Shepherd. Yeah, uh, I think you mispronounced. It's fifty-five. 55. There we go. Uh, and Valdosta State, 34-31 to 31 win over the Colorado School of Mines. Mm. So we have, for the Division II Championship, this coming Saturday, 9 p.m., number one Ferris State, number two seed Valdosta State. It's on, folks. I believe, it's on like Donkey Kong. I believe they play that game in Mobile, Alabama, too. Oh yeah, that's where they play every year. Are yeah, they, are they gonna have sex with their cousins afterward? Do I don't, know? I don't know, but oh, wait, I, I believe it's the deep south, brother. Sorry, that's Pittsburgh. They fuck their sisters in in, in the south. I'm gonna fucking kill you. I <laughs> so I, I that be sweet. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they play it there. But yeah, I just wanted to throw that out. There's nobody meeting in Mobile, Alabama, well, for the chance to raise a Division Two national championship trophy. Yeah, good, good. It's good and good for you. Yeah, let's hear that Division Three wrap uh, recap. Good for me. Division Three. Well, folks, we are not going to have our traditional championship in Division Two. Damn it! Mary Harden Baylor, 24-7 over Wisconsin Whitewater. Mm. Oh, get the fuck out of here. And North Central, 26-13 over Mount Union. Woof! Oh, my boys from Mount Union lost. Yep. Well, so, that's it. I'm going home putting a gun in my mouth. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus fucking shit. Come on, guys. Yep. So this the fighting garçons let me down. This did. Friday night in Division Three football at 7 p.m., you will have Mary Harden Baylor against North Central from Illinois. I'm gonna be Harden Mary. <laughs> that game just sounds fucking unwatchable. Tis the season, boys. <laughs> Tis the season to get hard and merry. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, Jesus. Mary Harden Baylor Christmas. I'm gonna throw Mary Harden on the Baylor and we'll watch you go. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, Jesus. I know it's your mom and all, but uh, oh, jeez. Your mom's kind of hot. Whoa. Whoa. All right. Let's just hope the Pope don't listen. All right. So let's uh. He's a Catholic. Jesus Christ. Hey, We're not. I'm a Protestant. Hey, Who cares? Brian, please cut the fuck the Pope. Yeah. We're not gonna have that in there. Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, keep it. No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely. We are not um, bringing a religious debate into this. No. <laughs> All right. So let's go into the listener questions. Shout out to my buddy, Kevin. Kevin lives in Texas, and he loves the podcast. One of my, Texas Kevin. He's a great guy. Kevin's the man. How, the, <laughs> nice shooting, Tex. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Brian, cut that. So yeah, Kevin lives down in Texas, and he has five children. So I, I'm pretty sure this is a uh, nice shooting text. Nice, <laughs> nice reprieve. What are you talking about? You said he had five kids. I said nice shooting text. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, over my head real quick. Uh, you know that was good. No, that was great. I was just I, keep that. <laughs> no, absolutely keep that. That just went over my head for a second. I don't know why. <laughs> Phil just like kind of blankly staring. I'm like, no, like. Nice shooting text. <laughs> and the famous words of Vince Lombardi, what the hell's going on out there? What the hell was even that? Uh, no, Kevin has 747 kids. Um, he did nice ask, shooting text. He asked a few questions here. His first one, 
we're going to get into this uh, closer to the game, but does Cincinnati have a chance against Bama? I think only if Bama beats themselves. Yeah, I mean, Bama's going to have to fuck up. Cincinnati, Cincinnati would have to play an A-plus game, and Bama would, like, Nick Saban's teams are not going to play less than a B-plus performance in a big game. As much as I would love to see Cincinnati beat Bama, because, yeah. god damn it, I would fucking watch that while I jerk off. But the thing is, it's Bama. Yeah. There's a reason they're ranked, and they, they don't fall out of the top five even with a loss. No, I mean, it, the last... The only, the knows they're going to go out there and beat the fucking brakes off pretty much any team they fucking play. Yeah, and the only time Bama didn't make the college football playoff in every year it's existed since 2014 is 2019. Yeah. So, they're used to being here. It's not a big... Even de- then, that was, that was fucking yeah. close. It's not a... It's, yeah, I mean, they lost to Auburn. With, they had two losses, and they still finished, like, sixth. But, yeah. you know, I, I just don't... No, I don't see Cincinnati winning. I hope they do, but I just don't. I mean, yeah, Saban's gonna have Saban's gonna have them very, very well prepared as he always yeah. does. Their quarterback just won the goddamn Heisman Trophy. Which no, I mean it's fair. Also, do you see Desmond Howard being a fucking snake ass bitch? We can talk about that when it comes closer to the college football playoff. Okay, I just gotta get in there. No, 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 throw it out there. Desmond Howard, I fucking hate. The, well, the shade he was throwing at C.J. Stroud. Oh, it, the but, fucking shade, like the fucking balls. I get it, but it, it, I just shit's got my blood. I up. see. I don't even. I don't even listen to Desmond Howard because he's a clown. So yeah, I don't. It's a I don't, fucking dipshit. I just don't care what he says. To be honest, it's fucking. He's he, he's literally on game day to counterbalance the fact that Kirk went to Iowa State. That's yeah, it. But, but also, Kirk is fair. That's the thing. Oh, I know. I'm just saying that's the only reason he's on there. Yeah. So, um, second question. Quinn Ewers' decision today. He did decide. Quinn Ewers is taking his talents to the University of Texas. Shocking. Shocker! Um, their quarterback situation this year was terrible. Yeah. Texas lost to Kansas this year. Oof. They're one of four teams that has lost to Kansas multiple times in the last ten years. I was going to say, it's got to be at least ten years. Yeah. They've lost twice. So... Quinn, you well. The thing is, Quinn knows. This is a dumpster. Quinn knows. This is a dumpster fire. Quinn knows he's going to walk in there and start. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, absolutely. He's going to walk in there and start. Texas, you have the which, boosters. You're going to make a fucking shit ton of money on the and, NIL. And his NIL deal was predicated on him starting games. That's why he asked Ryan Day, "Could you guarantee me starts next year so I get my money?" Yeah. You know the kombucha problem that he has. So. Also, who drinks kombucha? If they offer me that kind of money, I drink that French for pussy. It tastes like fermented horse piss. Are you kidding me? So he's going to Texas. It makes sense. It makes sense. He can walk in there and start. Their quarterback situation this year was abysmal. Oh, he's going to break so much bread down there, dude. And he's he's only going to be there for two years, and he's going to go to the NFL, and he's going to go to the NFL as a twenty-one year old. It'll be fine. He's going to be better than uh, your boy T Law. I don't think it's Trevor's fault that he's playing like this. I think I think it's the team. Buddy, if you put Trevor Lawrence in a competent system, if you, I think if you put Trevor Lawrence with the Patriots, he's doing what Mac Jones is doing. Mac Jones, absolutely. And, Mac Jones is a byproduct of an amazing system. That's fair. Yes, that no, I don't think it's just Trevor's fault. If he's still here in two years, re- I, I just like giving you shit. Oh, I know. I'm I saying, like giving, I'm just messing. With it's you. the people I that think Trevor Lawrence is very talented. It's the people that say Justin Fields sucks, and it's like, no, Matt Nagy sucks. No, yeah, Matt Nagy is. Running him into the and Andy Dalton was solid for the Cowboys when he had to be last year. He was solid statistically with the Bengals, <laughs> but he's bad with the Bears. Why is he bad? Because Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy sucks. Matt Nagy is exactly. a bad coach. That's so, a but we're, we're done with the NFL talk. So, <laughs> Quinn Ewers. Um, just to circle back. Yeah, just circle back. It's a yes on Chili's. Quinn Ewers is going to Texas. And the last question is a baseball-related question because that's how I know Kevin is through the Cincinnati Reds. We've got an opening day together. We've had fun. We've chanted Yasiel Puig's name. Endlessly and right the right field bleachers. Yasiel Puig. He said, "Do y'all see the Reds 
looking to sell off completely or trying to get better, they're going to sell off. The Cincinnati Reds do not care about winning right now. They try. They're going to sell off. Yeah, they tried to win in 2020. The pandemic happened. They went out and signed guys like Mike Mustakis. They spent money. They, Kyle Farmer sucks. They went out and got. No, he sucks. By whose standards? By he's not a starting shortstop every day, and they have Jose Barrera, who's 23 and athletic and better yeah, behind no, him. Yeah, no, you bring up a great point. Kyle right? Farmer doesn't suck for a utility player. Okay, Kyle Farmer, yes. Like, no, Kyle Farmer had like an amazing six weeks where he had everything that was thrown to the plate, and, yeah. Re- and Reds fans are like, oh, he's gritty and he's my shortstop. No. No, he's just, it, it, it's opportunity. Correct. He's in the right place at the right time. But they went for it in 2020. They tried in 2019. They came up short David Bell's first year. They went 75 and 87. The pitching wasn't quite there. 20... I don't think you get rid of David Bell, though. Oh, God, no. In 2020, they went for it. They made the playoffs. They went 31-29. and 29. They made the playoffs in the crazy that's year. such a weird stat line here in that. It is. The Brewers had a losing record and made the playoffs in yeah. 2020. Well, I mean, it was a weird year. Season. Like, it's just so weird here in that. 60, 60 games. Yeah, 60 games. Agreed, 100%. Um, you know, they, they went out and got Castellanos. They, you know... The year before, they traded for Sonny Gray. Luis Castillo's been solid. Tyler Malley's been very solid. The problem with the Reds is they waited too long for the bullpen last year. They had gotten an Im- improved bullpen in June. They may have made a push to get that wild card spot that the Cardinals got, but they didn't. They stood pat. They pitched guys that should not be rightfully pitching on contending Major League Baseball teams, and they were okay with it because they're the fucking Reds. That's what they do. Yeah. They got people pay because they love, you know... The Reds are the biggest nostalgic factor in, in Cincinnati. What the Browns are... Like the Indians where it's like, eh, well, I mean, like, it's the Indians that we're going to watch even though they fucking suck. What the Browns are to Cleveland or what the Reds are to Cincinnati. That is a people, people will go and pay because they love them because it's childhood. Dude, the, yeah, the Browns it's tradition. out the stadium when we had a fucking 0-16 season. Exactly. That's exactly... That's a, that's a great, that's a great fucking... The, Red, the Reds are to Cincinnati what the Browns are to Cleveland. Yeah. And I think the Reds are going to sell off. They're not going to, I mean... They're gonna have. To, they're gonna trade one of the starting pitchers. I guarantee it. See, you you know baseball a lot more than I do, but I don't think the Reds are gonna completely sell off. No, no, they're not gonna unload everyone. They're gonna keep Votto. Well, yeah, you, they're, they're gonna keep Votto. That's a given. They're gonna. Yeah, they're, that's they're, a given. They're gonna keep. They're gonna keep Votto. They're gonna keep Mike Moustakis. They're gonna keep Suarez because they're all fan favorites. They're gonna. Keep, they're gonna keep. <laughs> Je- face Phil just made. They're gonna keep Jesse. Wink- well, no, that's what the Reds sell. The Reds sell fan favorite. They sell yeah. grit. Winker, they do- yeah, Winker is gonna stay. Yeah, they don't sell the product on the field. They sell grit. They sell. Yeah. They sell nostalgia. Yeah. They sell the fact that your dad grew up a Reds fan, took you to Riverfront Stadium, big red machine. Yep. Li- the Browns live in the goddamn glory days and brag about the glory days. And just make money hand over fist yeah, now. The Browns still fucking sell Bernie Kosar, like exactly. It's the same. The shit. Reds do the same shit with guys like George Foster, yep, and Pete Rose, mm-hmm. and, guys, Pete and it's, Rose especially. And it's just like I don't fucking care that I mean I, I I'm proud of them. They're one of the best baseball teams of all time. Yeah, and that's they're a you know they're a big benchmark of the franchise. But at the end of the day, the Big Red Machine hasn't existed since 1976. You know, like that 45 years ago they were relevant. Now they're not. The Reds, the Reds won a weird World Series in 1990 where they were just good all fucking year, and they beat the shit out of the A's, swept them in four games. So that was fun, and a lot of Reds fans lived through that. Millennial Reds fans and younger don't know what winning baseball is. They haven't won a playoff series since 1995. Think about that. The Reds haven't won a playoff series since 1995. So Didn't the Indians win that year? No, the Braves. The, yeah, no, the, they lost to the Braves in the World Series. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So the Indians and the Reds have the same time of win, like since winning a playoff series. 
No, the Indians were in the. No, the Indians have won plenty of playoff series. They were in the 2016 oh, World Series, man. Fuck. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking. They lost. They lost the World Series 97 to the Marlins. No, just, they've I'm won. Just a little touch. No, they've won. They've won. <laughs> they've won plenty. But just a bit. <laughs> I think the Reds are going to sell off guy like, at least one of the starting pitchers. Um, I could see them. Like, they, they need to trade Shogo Akiyama. They let Michael Lorenzen walk in free agency because he wants to be a starting pitcher, and they don't want to try to do that with him. Look, that's like Tyler Naquin with the Indians. Like, they just let him walk for they're, fucking nothing. They're going to sell 19 home runs from Tyler Naquin last year as the center fielder of oh, 2022. Oh, absolutely. And I'm like, Tyler Naquin has done the same thing for both Cleveland and Cincinnati. He goes in, he starts off hot, he chases every slider in the dirt, and by the end of the year, he's injured. He doesn't even play in September. He's not durable enough to be an everyday guy. Well, he need- you and I are sitting there talking about that, and you're like, watch, he's going to fall off. He's a- I was like, damn, I'm jealous. And then you were like, no, he's going to fall off. And then literally, like, mark your words. Mark Phil's words. <laughs> fucking, like, a month later, dude, just fucking... Speaking, speaking of the wordplay, it's a good time to plug it, by the way, before I finish exactly. this question. Guys, we have a new podcast, everybody. Go check it out. It's called Mark Brian's Words. It's our producer, Brian, his buddy, Mark. They're up in Cleveland. It's all things Cleveland. Sports. Pop culture, shit going around, you know, going on around town. Music, Music, all of it. Everything up in Cleveland. So be sure to check out Mark Bryan's Words Guides under the Small Market Insecurities umbrella. We're proud to have him. We're stoked for what's going to happen. So that's going to be fun. And also while we're here, go follow us on social media, guys. Twitter, at Small Market INS. Instagram and TikTok, Small Market Insecurities. So just to wrap up. Also keep an eye out for us on Mark Bryan's Words. Yes, there will be plenty of collaboration between the two. Um... So, yeah, that's my thing is that the Reds will sell off parts of the team, not everything. If they try to sell me as Kyle Farmer as the shortstop to start the season, I will be very fucking upset. So I'm bombing Red Stadium. No, uh, no, no. <laughs> no, not seriously, but. No, I will be very, very pissed off um, if the Reds try to sell me on some fucking bullshit like that. They've done it forever. I wouldn't be surprised if they did it again. They fucking might. <laughs> just uh, be prepared. They just might. Oh, I'm, I'm mentally prepared for 2022 to be. They the old college try. S- yeah, they're, they're going to go like <laughs> 70 and 92 next year yeah. is my guess probably. Uh, I'll get more wins than that. Uh, I don't know. Um, let's hop over to the National Hockey League. Nate, what do you got for us, man? All right. Well, it was a great weekend for some NHL hockey. Uh, first of all, just to give everybody a heads up, uh, voting opened for the NHL All-Star Game. You can go out and vote for the captains for your, uh, divisional, for, for your divisions. So, I'm voting Boone. Uh, he's not one of the options. Well, that's bullshit. You can you can write him in, but right now your options for the Columbus Blue Jackets are Oliver Bjorkstrand, yes, Jacob Voracek, Ooh, Ollie, um, I believe Elvis Merzlikens is in there. Oh, Elvis is my man, and I believe Zach Wierenski is in there. Now nah, I'm going Elvis. I believe <laughs> so. Dude's Elvis been sitting on his head for fucking yep. what, two years now. Yeah. So, um, but let's start off with Friday night, December 10th. Uh, our Buffalo Sabers. Sorry, guys. Took a loss to the uh, big boys there in New York. Lost two to one to the Rangers. The Sabers have come back, come back down to earth, man. They started off yeah. hot. Now they're like eight fifteen and three. Well, you know what's you can't get super high without a super bad come down. Yeah. yeah. If I know anything. <laughs> uh, so a little fun fact for you guys, actually. So their records are very, like, just flipped. So New York, the Rangers are eighteen five and three. Sabers are eight. Or eight, fifteen, and three. Yeah, yucky. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, icky. Penguins four-two win over the Caps on Friday night. We pumped Gensel's tires, and he gets hurt. By the way. Yeah. Yeah. 
course, you know we're we're bad luck for Pittsburgh. The uh, SMI also, also, dude, also Washington those fucking navy uniforms hard. Yeah, so sick. Yeah. The giant W. Those were their, those those were their so stadium. Hard. They needed those for a stadium, right? Yeah, yeah. the cap yeah. the caps are so fucking good. Yeah. Oh, shout out Obi. No, not shout out. Obi. I love Obi. Yeah, we'll get we'll shut him out. We I mean I'd like to see him get close to Gretz, but I, I think he, I yeah, think but, gonna be, I close think close to Gretz. Maybe not. Maybe it's gonna be Gretzky and him. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the order right now. Uh, Preds 3-2 win over the Devils on Friday night. Uh, the Florida Panthers 3-1 over the Coyotes. Keep rolling. Oh, the Yotes are so bad. They're awful, man. The- also, can we talk about the... They need to pay their taxes. Dude, Have you seen the story? No. Their owner hasn't paid his taxes. They're threatening to get locked out of their own fucking arena for lack of tax payment. Jesus. Yeah, their owner, their owner needs to be forced to sell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't there a way for them to force that? Yeah, what's going to happen is I think they're going to force them to sell and they're going to move them to fucking Houston. <laughs> I'm calling well, it. Well, that's what you were saying. They're, they're definitely going to land. I think it's Houston. a dumb market. I think it's a dumb market. I think it's well, a I mean, dumb it's, it's market. Fucking, you're in the middle of the desert. The, only, hockey the only sell they have is that Austin Matthews is from Arizona. That's it. Arizona hockey is nothing. Mm-hmm. The Oats haven't been relevant in a decade. Wait, aren't... Was, was Arizona or Arizona State? Don't one of them have a really good Arizona State has Arizona a brand State. new D one hockey team, and they're pretty good. They actually joined the Big Ten last yeah, year. I, okay, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, they, they joined the Big Ten for the season so they could play because the yeah. there is no Pac twelve hockey. Yeah, so they joined the Big Ten last season to be a part of any, any kind of football or in I'm sorry, hockey. Washington does have a hockey team, or do they? Well, they all they all have club teams, but I think Arizona State's the only one. Well, I'm saying it's it's not like an actual school because Col- Col- not even Colorado has one. U Denver is the is the hockey team yeah. in, in Colorado. Well, that's like Ohio State rugby. Like, it's not a school sport. It's a club. Yeah. I thought I thought Washington had an actual school team. No. No, it's a club. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway, continuing on Friday night, the Canucks had a 4-3 uh, shootout win over the Winnipeg Jets. Sorry. I, I said, four. and I said on the weekend drive, I thought Winnipeg was going to end that, end the, the, the honeymoon phase of Bruce Boudreaux in Vancouver, but I was wrong. Yeah. The Jets also are... ladies, Phil's letting the hair down. The Jets are a big physical team. And I thought that'd be a bad matchup for the Canucks, but you know, Pedersen and the boys have found their way under Bruce Boudreaux. So. Yeah, sometimes good all it takes is a little finesse. That's yep. right. Um, and then the Vegas Golden Knights lost four to three to the Philadelphia Flyers. But the game I wanted to get into for Friday night, the Red Wings suffered a bad loss to the Colorado Avalanche. Colorado Avalanche. Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> Uh, 7-3 was the final of this game. It Jesus. was It was a scoring spree for Colorado. Uh, so, what was it? A gonger. It's a gong show, yeah, boys. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so As yeah. I'm drinking Tim Hortons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you fucking Canadian. Uh, just uh, highlighting some of the goal scorers in this game. In the first period, Burakovsky had one for uh, Colorado. Berkey! Nemestikov had one for Detroit. Uh, the second period. He's having a quiet, good season too. Domestic office. Yep, he's got nine goals. He has nine goals. Yeah. Uh, Nathan McKinnon. Domestic violence. McKinnon scored for the, in the second period. Nate Dog. So Burakovsky got his second of the game there, um, and then in the third period, McCarr got his twelfth of the season there. So I got in a spat on Twitter with some New York fans because the NHL had a graphic that said defenseman by points. Also, and, yeah, and, that dude deserves to be smacked in the mouth. And they equate that. To winning the Norris, Kale McCarr has twelve goddamn goals. Kale McCarr may end the season with twenty-five goals as a defenseman. Yeah, Kale McCarr deserves to be talked about 
for the Norris Trophy. Absolutely. And he should be for the next decade plus. Absolutely. Kale McCarr is one of the best offensive offensive defensemen in the NHL, bar none, hands down, no questions asked. Absolutely. Bar down, no questions asked. Bar down. Bar down skis, bud. Hell, always bars down. Jesus. Um, so, yeah, tough loss for the Red Wings. Uh, it was in Colorado, so, you know, just a tough night for them. But hopefully they can get it back. Um, Najokovic had a tough game as well out there. Obviously, he kind of let out. He kind of let in a barrage. Yeah. Um, so Tough night for the Wings. Tough night, yeah. Moving on to Saturday night, though. What a great day. I love I love Saturday hockey now that we don't have any college football. It's the best. Yeah, but get ready, folks, because next Sunday, or next Saturday, NFL football makes an appearance on Saturday. Oh, baby. Christmas come early, you dog-faced <laughs> motherfuckers. So, Saturday in the NHL, the Senators got a win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. I was shocked. Nothing. Floored. For nothing. I was say, yeah, they beat the brakes off. Who was in net for Tampa that night? Was Brian Elliott. Okay, so it was not Vassy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no. But to get no goal scoring either? That's they a- lost a lot in free agency in the offseason, though. Like, I'm not really surprised. And dipshit Kucherov's out for the year. So dude, This dude always is out for the year, but he makes Kucherov an appearance. Circuit jump can suck my balls through my draws. Hate them both. Yeah, but he I always make, he makes an appearance. He makes an appearance in the playoffs, though. Bet your ass he'll be ready for the playoffs. I'm missing oh, yeah, it's, it's almost like uh, it's almost like he's like, all right, all right, all right, playoffs, all right, playoffs. All right, let's go. Yeah, yep, I'm back. And then I'm going to slam Marcus Nudevar in the boards and knock him out for the rest of the playoffs, but only get a one game saucy. Mm-hmm. I, um, I hate them almost as much as I hate Brett Marchand. It's fair. That is very fair. Um, but no, yeah, good for the fucking Sens, man. Yeah. Tom Wilson. Yeah. Fuck Tom Wilson. Uh, the Least Blues. Favorite. The Blues, 4-1 win over the Montreal Canadiens. Took care of business as they yep. should. Buchnevich had a goal. Barbashev had a goal. Uh, Tory Krug had a goal. So I always forget that Tory Krug signed that big deal with the Blues because he was so good. In Boston. So good in Boston. He had that crazy play where his helmet came off and he went down and threw that massive check in playoffs. Yep. But I forgot, it was like a set, seven-year, $45 million deal with the Blues. Like, Jeez the Blues are perennial gosh. cup contenders, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Sabres. They won it, what, three years ago? Yeah. yeah. The Sabres lost in a shootout, three to, or lost in a shootout to the Caps. Tough one for them again. The Pens had a big win against the Ducks, 1-0. I mean, they had a goal in the first period from McGinn, and then that was it. Yeah. Uh, so pretty boring game, but who was in net that night for uh, for Pittsburgh? Uh, DeSmith. Okay, so okay, good for him getting a shutout. Yeah. Because Jari's been incredible this year. Yeah. So good for DeSmith getting there, throwing his name around. Absolutely. Uh, the Isles had a four-two win over the Devils don't, on Saturday night. Don't look now at the Isles. Are they uh, finally getting comfortable about now that they can yeah. you know stay home for a couple nights? Uh, I don't might, know. That might be a stretch. I don't know no. if I'm ready for it. I'm just saying that, that might be a stretch. A 13 game road trip is exhausting. Yeah. No, that's fucking grueling and terrible. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. But are they getting like settled in now that they have some kind of a routine? I mean, I'm not saying they're going to make a, a playoff push. I mean, it's tough to lose every game for a month to do that, but. Are the Isles going to make it interesting, do you think? I just think it's too early to tell. I, I need to see a couple games in this homestand, and then maybe let's see. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, 
home barns always have an advantage. You always yeah. have an advantage at your home barn. You sleep in your own bed. You get to see your family. You yep. get to go out, you know, for lunch at a place you like to go. You can kiss your wife's titties. You can yeah. get. You can have your Mitch Trubisky style. Yep, exactly. You can That's have your. You can have your daily routine and not have to adjust it to the away schedule. So yeah. he can go get his favorite. Uh, Sandwich. It's a nine out of five of my owns. I'm gonna say three hail marys after I eat this. Dude, he can go do a fucking crystal meth and hot toddies behind a bed down. My God! <laughs> oh, Boston, greatest city in the world. Fight fact. Uh, Long, well, Long Island in this case, but yeah. No, I know. No, I know. Just stand up. Same, same premise. I no, know sorry. Con- from Boston. Yeah, continue, Nate. Boston are out of their fucking minds. Uh, so continue, the Yotes, another loss Saturday night to the Flyers, five three. Womp, womp, womp. Uh, the Flames took a loss to the Bruins, 4-2. Mm. Um, and Bears. Hurricanes, 3-1 win over the Oilers. I, um, only goal that night came from Edmonton came from Nugent Hopkins. Sebastian Sebastian Ajo had all th- had three points. He, Isn't he, there a second Sebastian Ajo? There's one? two, yeah. yeah. There's two. Yeah. There's two. Yeah. And they're both Swedish. Yeah. Sebastian Ajo, though, had all three points he, no, for, he, for Carolina. He had he had two goals and he had an assist. So, I mean, he it's, right, he factored into all three goals. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's a fucking beast. Our brothers up there in Minnesota suffered a tough loss to the Kings on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Toss Wild. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then uh, the Sharks... Got a nice two-one win over the Dallas Stars out there. Yeah. So, but the game we're gonna focus on are Blue Jackets mm. going out west to Seattle, first time playing in Climate Pledge Arena, and got it's the themselves... most Seattle name for an arena of all time. So, uh, yeah. Uh, what are they called, Nate? Climate Pledge no, Arena. No, what's the team name? Um, the Seattle Kraken. Or our crack heads? I don't know if you noticed, Joe Rogan, but I smoke rocks. The, Sorry about that. I forgot to throw a lot better. The jack. I was, I was waiting for it. <laughs> the jackets had to go play in the crack house. How'd it go? Uh, well, the, the trap house. So started off slow. No goals in the first period. Second period, the jackets opened it up. Oliver really Bjorkstrand opened the throttle. Oliver Bjorkstrand got his ninth of the season. Jack Roslovic then got his fifth of the season. Hometown boy. Jared McCann scored for Seattle to, you know, kind of even it up a little bit because nothing's more dangerous than a 2 nothing lead. Yep. Uh, That's so true. That's so true. He got his 11th. He got his 11th. But then Max Domi scored back-to-back goals. And like Drake, he's going back to back. Yep. So it was 4-1 going into the, sec- or going into can, the third can period. We call, can we call him Drake Domi? Um, I don't know. Or I just, is that too early? I think I, I think I just like Max. That is. That's his Instagram. His Instagram is just at Max. Yeah. What about Max Drake? Boy, think about how early. Back-to-back joke. Feels like think no, about, I got it. I was hey, thinking. think about how early he had to get an Instagram just to beat Max. That's well, fucking pimp. You right? can also pay to do it. You could, yeah. Oh, can you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could pay to have the, if, so, if someone's willing to give you that. You know? Yeah. I wonder how much you had to shell out for that. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, then in the third period... In classic Blue Jackets fashion, the lead got shit away. Oh, so they conceded something. Jaden Schwartz got his sixth of the year, and then Morgan Geeky got his third of the year. Vince Dunn then got his third of the year. So we went into overtime. But then 55 seconds into overtime, Jake Bean with a nasty wrist shot. 
to end it. But wicked Rista. But really, the, the wicked Rista. But really, the big I think the biggest part of that whole sequence of events was Jake Voracek. And they they said it on the broadcast. Jake slowed it down and kind of drawed all the attention to him, and then Bean just came right around. Bino came right around, took the puck, and just put a nasty wrister right Nate, past. Can him. you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you say, "Look at the flick of that wrist." Look at the frick of the wrist. Da wrist. Um, I think the I think the craziest part about the overtime win was the fact that Seattle could have taken Max Domi or Jacob Voracek. In the expansion draft, mm-hmm. and instead they took Gavin Bayreuther from the Jackets, who they ended up waving, and is now back with the Blue Jack. Oh, the guy they took <laughs> was playing against them. So <laughs> Seattle Kraken legend Gavin Bayreuther comes Seattle back. Kraken legend comes comes back to the Blue Jackets, and all three of them played a big role yep. in beating the Kraken at home. La- you know, also on Saturday night. Great last name. It's a great last name. Absolutely. So. They had to play against the guy they took in the expansion draft when they could have had Max Domi or Jacob Voracek. They could have, could have had at Max. Literally. <laughs> and 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 they didn't take any yeah. of them. And yeah. They, so. could, they could have got him. Um, I'm pretty sure they also could have gotten Gus Nyquist too from us if they wanted Probably. Him. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think he was one of the protected. So. Yeah. Yeah. Just not very well executed there by Seattle. So Not even a little bit. And then I guess it, we're recording on a Sunday night, so I'll go ahead and just kind of give you an update of what's going on currently on this Sunday night. The Kamalama Avalanche are up 3-2 on the Florida Panthers. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting really good at that, oh I got to say. God. I got to say, that just rolls off the tongue. Listen, the it's, the, Avalanche. It's, it's the Cobb Dorado Avalanche. <laughs> Phil's sitting here just staring at me like <laughs> It's daggers every time. Uh, they're up 3-2 on the Panthers with 340 left in the third. Um, the Vegas Golden Knights are up 4-3 on the Minnesota Wild. 216 left in the second, but Minnesota's on a power play right now. No, so. anything can happen. Yeah. Uh, Canucks up 1 0 on the Hurricanes at the end of the first. Uh, earlier on in the day, the Ducks had a 3 2 overtime win over the St. Louis Blues. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Blues. And they've got the Blues. Yeah, they do. And the Nashville Predators, 1 uh, 0 win over the Rangers. Guys. Are the Predators a real team to consider this year? I mean, I think when we first talked about them, we kind of said they would be a middle-of-the-road team. But just looking at it right now, you know, probably about 28 games in, they're second in their division with 35 points. I think they're going to slow down. No, I think I, I think the Preds can absolutely compete in that division. Um, they're getting great goal, you know, goaltending right now. Um, Roman Yossi is a fucking phenomenal defenseman for them. Just played a 700th NHL game recently. Um, they're on a five-game win streak. Yeah, and I, I think the big thing with them right now is they're getting just enough offensively mm-hmm. from guys like Matthew Shane, um, you know, a couple other other forwards. Some forward jackets. Yes, some of the names are evading me right now, but they're getting enough offensively. But they're getting solid blue line play and very good goaltending right now. So really, Philip Forsberg's having himself. Philip Forsberg, that's thank you. Yeah, Philip Forsberg's the one that's having himself a fucking year. That's right, right. now. Um, and then also our boy, uh, what's his name? Shit. Now it's escaping me. What, what have you done to me? Look what you've done to me. I don't know. Uh, it's like Ryan Johansson. Ryan Johansson's not doing much for him, but you know, he's still, a, he's still a solid center presence. Yeah. I mean, it's, he can know. win you face off. So I don't know. I, I mean, right now Ryan I'm just row Hansen. Hey, but just looking at the central division, 
all of our it's a it's a small market division, but the only big the only big markets Dallas and Chicago are sitting there at six and seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, really, it's Minnesota. long live the small markets. That's right. Small um, markets forever, six. Yeah. Also, just kind of an update looking at the divisions right now. In the Metropolitan, Washington's sitting there with 40 points. They're probably the, Wagon. Best, they're the best team in the NHL, right? Wagon. They're the best team. Um, and But not far behind them, Carolina's sitting there with 39 points, and so is New York, or so are the Rangers with 39 points. Yeah. So uh, Pittsburgh's sitting in fourth with 33, Columbus with 29, New Jersey with 25. Philly with 24, Islanders with 19. Yeah. Uh, the Atlantic Division, Florida and Toronto tied at the top with 40 points. Uh, Tampa Bay with 38 in third. Boston with 30 in fourth. Detroit tw- in fifth with 29. Buffalo in sixth with 20. Ottawa seventh with 17. Montreal last with 15. There you go. Uh, as I said in the Western or in the uh, Central Division, Minnesota in first with 39, Nashville with 35, St. Louis also there with 35, Colorado with 32, Winnipeg with 31, Dallas 28, Chicago 22. It's going to be an absolute. I think Colorado is going to take that division. I, it, they could, but it's going to be a shit show. To, shit show all the way throughout. Yep. And then yeah. rounding it out, Arizona with 12. Oh. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that's shameful. God damn it, Biz. <laughs> And then uh, I'll take a nap. Out west, nap. out west in the Pacific, Anaheim leading the division with thirty-seven. No, and nobody saw that coming. Yeah, yeah. No shit. Uh, and then Calgary in second with thirty-six. Yep. Edmonton with thirty-two. San Jose with thirty-one. Vegas in fifth with thirty. Just wait till they get Jack Eichel. Yeah, it's yep. gonna be a gong show. The Kings in sixth with twenty-eight. Vancouver seventh with twenty-four and. Our favorite rock smokers, the Crackheads, in eighth with twenty-one. What they deserve, they're an expansion team. They should suck. All right, perfect, Nate. Thank you for the roundup of the NHL. There, actually, pretty good talk, right? There, we had some good conversations there. That was good. Um, Let's hop over to the uh, National Basketball Association. Sky, what have we got? All right, so just a couple things to go over real fast. Friday, our two favorite teams played. Uh, The Kings fell to the Hornets, one twenty-three to one twenty-four, in heartbreaking fashion. Mm. Shout out to Kings. Um, <clears throat> Saturday, they took another loss to my favorite team, the Cavs. Uh, 117 to 103. The Cavs are playing great basketball. Yeah, they're... The, they're... Cavs, the Cavs might actually be doing something special. Yeah, we'll see. I really I mean, think they are. We'll see once they get healthy, too, but yeah. Yeah, well, once they get healthy, I think they're going to be a real problem. Um, and then, just to run through the rest of Saturday, uh, the Nuggets versus the Spurs. Nuggets beat the Spurs, 127 to 112 to keep rolling. Uh, Grizz beat the Rockets, 113 to 106, and... Our third favorite team, the Suns, beat the Celtics one eleven to one or one eleven to ninety. Then the Grizz are doing all this without John Moran. Yeah, no, and that's what's fucking. They're crazy. winning without John. They have they have no jaw, and they're they're consistently winning fucking games. Yeah, it's and convincingly winning. I wanted to go back to that Charlotte Sacramento game real quick, Sky yeah. from Friday night, uh, one twenty four one twenty three. First of all, incredible game. Uh, hopefully, hopefully took the over. Um, I think the big story in this game is their first-round pick for Charlotte, James Boonight, came off the bench. Yep. 24.6 boards. He's fucking threw the yam down. Yeah. And six, six, of eight, six of eight from deep in 25 minutes. So that is a very encouraging sign He's for Hornets style. fans. Yes. Well, absolutely. You with LaMelo, dude? Like, you guys are going to be all right. Yeah. Bridges. Oh, well, Miles Bridges. Oh, dude. Gordon Hayward. You know, Kelly Kelly Oubre Jr. Yeah. yeah no, they, they got, got a solid team. Go support your Hornets, Charlotte fans. Come on. Every time I do the weekend ride, your tickets are cheap as hell. Buy tickets. Go to the game. Yeah, those are the only Hornets I like. 
Fair. Let's go. What else we got? Uh, so Nuggets, Grizz. All right, Suns beat Celtics. I already went through that. Um, so just some updates. Um, in NBA news, mm-hmm. Luka Doncic is going to miss multiple games with an ankle. Uh, I want to say it's a it's a sprain. I don't think we're sure yet, mm-hmm. but it's either a sprain or a high ankle sprain. Um, Zach Randolph is getting number fifty retired. Did last night number fifty. He is up in the rafters, and I had I, fifty in the rafters. I had some things for him. So his career with Memphis spanned eight seasons. Yep, played five hundred fifty one games. Average just a shade right around thirty three minutes per game. Um, he was a workhorse. Oh, dude, he he you know. His Gob- back hurt because he carried the fucking team the entire time. Gobbled up every rebound on the planet Earth. Yep. Uh, almost 17 points a game when he was playing for Memphis over that you know, span of eight years. Um, he also averaged about two assists a game and ten boards. So yep. he averaged a double-double yeah. for Memphis. Which, in the NBA, that is fucking hard to do. Yeah, and the thing about Zach Randolph that I always liked when I watched him play, first of all, he played over 1,100 games in the NBA. Oh, he's gritty. Yes. He's tough and he's gritty. He's a six-nine center. Yeah. You know, he's so he's a small guy playing against yeah, like, he's, seven plus footers. He, he he's like a modern Boris Diaw. Like he's de- yeah. he's down there getting you know dirty boards. He you know throws his nose in there, works hard. That's why he likes called dirty ball. Yeah, so you know forty seven percent career you know from the field, pretty solid you know right there. Um, you know seventy seven percent from the line almost for his career as well. Um, but yeah, Zach Randolph is a Memphis legend. Oh, absolutely. I want to give a big shout out to him as well. You know, they they had some playoff runs there when he was playing with uh, with Conley and the boys down there, and like R- Rudy, Rudy Gay and all those guys. So, yeah, congrats to Zach Randolph on, on an incredible career. He deserves to have his numbers in the rafter there absolutely. in Memphis. So, um, one one other thing, Steph Curry is seven threes shy of the all time NBA three point record on my rayon currently. So he breaks it what like this week? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, give him. I want to say one game, but I'm going to say two to be safe. Yeah. But I mean, Curry. I mean, Curry is the most prolific three point shooter we've ever seen. Like they're they're talking about changing the rules because of him. Yeah. And as much as I like, as, as a Cavs fan, as much as I hated Steph Curry, I have to respect him. Oh yeah. The dude is the best three point shooter the game has ever fucking seen. It's kind of how we talk about Sidney Crosby. It's like I hate him, but I respect him. Yeah, I hate him, but I respect him because he's the best at what he does. Yeah. And Curry, honestly, Curry, I'm rooting for you. I know, I know you're going to get it, but here in the next two games, I would say, probably going to nail that one to the wall. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like I said, like, that's, that's – and he did it in fucking, like, 600 less games. Yeah. Well, Ray, Al- Ray Allen played forever. Right, yeah. Ray Allen played for, like, 21, 22 years. Yeah, something around, something around there. Is in the league for, what, like 16? No, it's, like, 13 or 12. Because uh, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. he, he went on that, he went on that elite eight run with Davidson in like 2008. Yeah, I remember watching that. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. So yes, he's done it in just you know sufficiently less time. Curry. Um, but yeah. also real quick, a couple live updates: uh, the Timberwolves and the Blazers. It's a dog fight. Three left in the third quarter. Trailblazers are down by four. Um, you know, obviously those are two small market teams that we like, but we like Dame, so I'm rooting for the Blazers. Yeah. Uh, they're down by four. They Although, lost a heartbreaker to the Warriors the other day. The Wolves have D-Ross, so. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Shout out. Ice I, in my veins, baby. Ice in my veins. Don't they also have um, Kata Bates D-O? No, he is no, in San Antonio now. Yeah, he's, he's gone now. Okay. Uh, no, so then uh, the other game live right now is the Orlando Magic and the LA Lakers. And it is tied 55-55. There we go. Going into the third quarter. So, um, But also, just a couple games to run down tomorrow. I'm going to highlight, well, when this airs, it'll be tonight. Uh, he played the Cavs. That's going to be a great fucking game. Uh, our favorite team here on the podcast, the Kings, are playing the Raptors. 
And then the Warriors play the Pacers. So I'm hoping the Pacers can pull one out. Yeah, that'd be, yeah, well. We'll, I think they can't. We'll I mean, see. I mean, team. yeah, the trade rumors there. I did have one other point I was going to go over. Is that all the games for tomorrow or for tonight? Yeah, I, yeah. I wrapped on tonight. I was just listening off for tomorrow. No, or, perfect. Well, or tonight. Tonight, yeah. As tonight, we, yeah, yeah, tonight when you when you're listening to this, you guys um, get what we're saying. Well, I guess not tonight because this will be released on Tuesday. So Monday yeah, so night. The, <laughs> yeah, fine, whatever. The point is, we're all over the place here. No, we no, we haven't done a Sunday. We don't know what we're doing. We haven't done a Sunday recording in a while. So yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to say is in classic. Ring chaser fashion, because you mentioned the Warriors. Yeah. Demarcus Cousins signed with the fucking Bucks, which I love that. We love the Bucks on this podcast. Well, that goes back to our whole fucking point. Would Giannis want a big name guy like that? It's working out so far. The Bucks are winning every game they play yeah, right well, now. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And Boogie helps every team, but it's just funny to me that Boogie went to the fucking Warriors. I fucking love yeah. Boogie. No, I do too. No, I, it's just funny. I went to the Warriors. Big bug guy, you know. And you know, now he's now, <laughs> now he's with the now he's with the Bucks, you know. Yeah. If the Nets win the title this year, just for the sake of argument, is he gonna be in Brooklyn next year? Probably. That's what he does. He's just a little ring slot. He's like my high school girlfriend. He just gets passed around by everybody. Exactly. So I just wanted to bring that up that he signed with the Bucks. I think it's kinda of funny. So that should wrap up that portion. I'm gonna to touch on real quick, guys. Um the MLS Cup was this weekend. And I watched a good majority of this game. I had the Army Navy game on and this game on. I was watching both. And New York City FC scored, and they pretty much led one nothing, you know, for a while. It looked like it was going to end one nil. Those dirty bastards owned by you know the Manchester City ownership group. Blood diamond money. It is disgusting. Oil, blood oil money. Well, and shit. they uh, so it's one nothing. Then there was a very controversial ending. So Portland's playing the ball in the box. Well, didn't Portland score with like and then like the ninety something 94th and I'll, yeah so it's a tie right yeah so they, they he goes up for the header and I, I forget which player it was but he goes up for the header he fouled the new york city fc defender oh yeah i mean he put it an elbow in the back of his head not 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 a full chicken wing but he put Deservedly it so he put it yeah he put one in there and they didn't call the foul and the ball fell right at Morris feet and he'd been poaching all game and almost scored many times buries it you go to extra time extra time was terrible not a whole lot of opportunities so then we go to penalties. And in penalties, the first two Portland pen takers went to the same side. And the behemoth goalie, Johnson, for New York City FC, is like 6'5". That is huge. Saved both of them. You go down to the end of the line. I mean, what are you going to do? Timbers make a few. Exactly. Timbers make a few. You know, Steve Clark makes a save for Portland. But then at the end of the day, New York City FC steps up. They bury the winner. They got the MLS Cup champs, their first trophy in franchise history. But I wanted to shout out to Portland because, one, that stadium was rocking yeah. on Saturday afternoon. Portland Timbers fans showed out. Timber Army. It was real. When the Timbers scored it, you could see the camera oh my god, because how loud it was. Oh, my God. It was real, and it was loud. And I wanted to give them a shout out. Hell of a season. They came in fourth they in the West, and they hosted the MLS Cup final. Yeah. Dude, they, so, fought, they fought tooth and nail for that shit. Yeah, Good and, for them. you know, and they took advantage. Of, they didn't call the foul, and then yeah, whatever you got. I mean, you got to play yeah. for with what's what's given to you. You got to roll with the punches. Exactly. So a I, shitty hand you're dealt. Exactly. So I wanted to shout that out, and I also wanted to you know quick shout out where we're talking you know soccer slash world football. Um, little Moldovan side I mentioned earlier, Sheriff Taraspol. How do you say it? Taraspol. Yeah, they advanced. They came in third in their group, and they are going to the Europa League. Nice. So they are still alive in Europe. The, the dream is alive. Staying alive, baby. In Moldova, yes. So I wanted to give them a quick shout-out to because that is impressive 
They sent Shakhtar Donetsk home. They're out. You know, you come in fourth, you're done. Yeah. So Also, Sheriff's a badass name for a team. It is. They don't even have a kit sponsor. Yeah, no, I know. They just like they just make their own shit. Do you guys want us uh you guys want us to sponsor? Can we can we yeah, sure, sure. Small market insecurities on the small market insecurities on the kit sounds I've pretty got nice. The logo for you, baby. People are asking. That's so. what they're saying. So yeah, that'll pretty much wrap up this episode, guys. Um, go around the room, say if we have anything to say before the end. So yeah, Nate, what do you have for us? Um, well, we had a uh, we had a little bit of some somber news this weekend or uh, over the weekend um, with the passing of Demarius Thomas. Very sad. Um, yeah. So we just wanted to, as a podcast, give our you know thoughts and prayers, condolences to the family of Demarius Thomas and to the city of Denver um, and that fan base. He was you know just an amazing presence for that team. Amazing so, person too. And that, I was going to get to that too. He was an amazing presence on that team. He was a leader. Um, he was an amazing football player, but he was an amazing presence in the community as well. And so just wanted to, you know, give our thoughts and condolences to Demarius Thomas and the Denver Broncos fan base in the city of Denver. Yeah, absolutely. Well said, Dave. Sky, what do you got? Probably in, uh, in particular, um, as I'm looking at my, uh, candle here, Harambe, we miss you while we're on the, yep. the topic of lost loved ones. Yep. Shout out Harambe, you didn't deserve that shit. Fuck that little kid. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what? <clears throat> no, but other than that, I, I ain't got shit. No, no. I'll finish something off here with a little positive. Yeah, I'll sure. tell you what, Skyler did just give me a little something-something, because when he, when we talked about Boog... I always give you a little something-something. Yeah, something, he, said, he said he said, we, he said he loves some Boog. So, you know what? Uh, so, you know what? I'm going to call you... You are a Booger eating sister loving douchebag. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Now I got you back. Like, anytime you anytime you fucking come at me, that's what I'm coming back with. Cousin kissing, you booger eating sister loving douchebag. Booger eating sister kissing piece of shit. Fucking home Yenzer. alone fucking home alone hat wearing Kevin! Oh Kevin! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That'll, yeah, that'll wrap up this episode. So for the guy you love to hate, Stack I Nate. The co-host of Chaos, Sky Ball, and your boy Phil. Small market insecurities. Pair as well with booze. Love you guys.